a mute janitor with a serious caffeine addiction and murderous children's mascots. And if that's not enough for you, I got three words for you. Nicholas motherfucking Cage. We watched Willy's Wonderland. We watched it so you don't have to. So you know what time it is. What's up, Moongoons? Welcome to the Horrible Horror Podcast, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst of horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Lord Marshall Hampton. Uh, Aaron's still on hiatus this week, but with me back for two times. Come one, two, two times in a row is Mr. You know you want dancers at home, so just dance. There's a place where you can feel thin with the greatest flavor in the galaxy. Go sailing on the seas of molten cheddar cheese with all the crunchy corn chips you can eat. Planet of Monk, monk, monk. All right, Nachos, welcome back again. Oh, how are you doing, Marshall? Thank you for that theme song. In case I don't say it enough, it is all right. Um, I, I just so we don't. I don't know. I know. Uh, I know it's a little hard to get Aaron a theme song because he doesn't really have like a nickname or anything to go with it. So that's a little true. But I am. I am trying to boil out a little something, something for another friend of ours, uh, Mr. Cincinnati Jeff. I'm trying to come up with a little. I have a little bit of an idea. For him as well, so he doesn't feel as left out or you know what? unloved. I, I like, rebranded him last night. Oh, you did? Since a nasty Jeff. Oh. Because I was listening to some dumbass shit and like, people don't like Cincinnati apparently, so <laughs> they call it Cincinnati. Ah. Well, it is, it's a shitty city. No, I have no yeah. I have no idea. I've never been there. It might be a fine city for all of our Cincinnati listeners out there. Yeah. I have no idea. I have but if nothing. you want to, <laughs> if you want to put down and belittle your own city, Go for it. You're, it's there. You live there. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, call the hotline if you got a problem with it. <laughs> Tell right. us what you think. The hotline. <laughs> seven four zero four. Suck it. If uh, you want to leave us a message, a, a movie suggestion, a comment, a question, or just want to complain about your bitchy ex-girlfriend who won't leave you alone, drop us a me- message on the hotline. Seven four zero four. Suck it. Or, <laughs> or give me her number. I'll take care of her real good. Um, now... Speaking of ex-girlfriends, one thing you might have a problem with, and one reason they might be your ex-girlfriend is because, you know, they're going down on you, and they just, you know what, they're sick of the fucking hair down there. So what better way to do it and to stop your ex from being an ex and keep her your current bangable thing thing is to get yourself a Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 man shaving unit i fucked that all up right now shopping apparatus yeah hair removal apparatus for your balls Uh, yeah (laughs) 
Just go over to manscaped.com today and you can get all your ball hygiene needs. Wow. From your lawnmower point forward to shave them balls in the pubes. Get those ladies feeling, make them feel special that you did something nice for them. Because no girl wants to be pulling tears off their tongues when they're going down on or your slob. Or special fellow. Or slobbing a knob. Or the spell. Yeah, we don't discriminate. If it's a fellow, so be it. Hey, I'm not going to judge where you dip your ink quill in. It's fine. Uh, but it, yeah, go to Manscaped. Get it. You can get that there. You can also get yourself the, the uh, ear and nose hair trimmer, the little weed whacker. You get, and not only do they take care of your balls, now they take care of your whole body. Because now they got the whole uh, shower package where you get the two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. You got the body wash, the hydrating body spray, the deodorant. All there for your showering needs. They're great. They get good manly scent. Feeling feeling fragrant. It's very nice. Uh, I'm Nacho's just playing with my dog right now. Kind of make me laugh while I try to do this. But anyway, you get the picture. Go to manscaped.com today and use promo code MOONGOON. That's promo code M-O-O-N-G-O-O-N to get 20% off your entire purchase and free shipping today. Do it now. I totally forgot to do our uh, shameless plug music. So just because I'm a creature of habit, shameless plug music. Here comes the money. (laughs) Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, money, All right. Well, because I had it all backwards, but fuck it. We got it done. Yeah. All right. Mission accomplished. Before we move on to this week's movie, uh, one more thing I want to mention. Uh, if you guys haven't checked it out yet, is we have opened up on our website our new merch merch page with all new uh, horrible horror merchandise for you. I got uh, it pulled up right now. Let's talk about some of this shit. All right, these we, are killing me. Uh, we got plenty of new T-shirts and hoodies, along with some uh, pint glasses, stickers, bumper stickers, pins, and uh, cell phone cases, uh, some tumblers. Um, so yeah, it's all there. Nacho's looking at going through it on his phone right now, checking them out. I gotta say, the Amok Don't Give a Fuck is really good. Yes. I love the I'm Blue with the chopping mall droid in yes. the background. Yep. Droid? Killbot. Whatever. Killbot. We'll call yeah. it Killbot. It's not a droid. That's trademark. You'll get a suit. Yeah, damn straight, dude. You got YC Talk with fucking Lady Brad Pitt, aka Tiffany from fucking yep. Hellraiser 2. Yeah, we got some YC Talks on there. Uh, the fucking no-yo fucking Fish and Wildlife Federation with the creepy rape monster in yep. the background. That's good. Yep, yep. Got that. Fucking normal head. Normal head is there. <laughs> it Get is. your normal head t-shirt now. It's fucking Elliot Spencer when he's in. Like, <laughs> it looks like your science teacher's going to a BDSM bar. <laughs> Shit, dude. <laughs> Fucking, ooh, look at that sexy pint glass. That's a real cool design. Yeah, you get the limited edition uh, Nachos alternative uh, logo that we have on a pint glass that Nachos actually drew and painted for us a few years ago. Uh, it's an alternative logo, so you get that on a pint glass now. And I'll personally not sign it. Yeah, <laughs> make Nachos feel special. Um, it's like my But yeah, you can check all of it out there on, on HorribleHorrorPodcast.com. Go to our merch page. It's all there. You can check it out. Um, we appreciate it. So this is one way to just help support the show. With that said, let's move on to today's movie, which is Willie's Wonderland. Now, that sounds like a weird name for a horror movie. And you know what? At the end of the day, I'm not really sure if you call this a horror movie, but I'll tell you one thing. It's goddamn fun, and it's in ter- it's, a, it's, a, it's a thing. It's, it's an hour and 27 minutes. It's something. Um, so Willie's Wonderland was uh, released on February 12th of 2021, so just a little over a year ago. Uh, so relatively new movie. Yeah, pretty current. Uh, <laughs> written by G.O. Parsons, directed by Kevin Lewis. 
Uh, you can currently find this movie on Hulu if you have a subscription. It's free right there. You can also rent it on YouTube, Google Play, Vudu, and Apple TV. Uh, I watched it on Hulu. Uh, I know Nachos, you had said you had a little bit of issue trying to get I went to get a your eyes on this. totally reliable, safe, normal website <laughs> that isn't illegal and totally legal in streaming. <laughs> legal. Legal is often the word there. <clears throat> um, so anyway, yeah, you can find you can check it out. Uh, the cast, uh, there's a few people we'll mention. Uh, first off, the man himself, the janitor. That's always credited as the janitor. It's played by a motherfucking Nicolas Cage. Ghost Rider himself. Crazy ass Cage is in this movie. Um, Sheriff Lund is played by Beth Grant. This woman is a hardworking woman. She's got 236 credits. You'd recognize because you see her face. Oh. All the places. She was Kitty Farmer in the cult classic Donnie Darko. She was yes, yes. She was Helen in Speed. She's the bitch who gets run over by the bus trying to transfer from the speed bus to the SWAT team bus. She falls off the little makeshift bridge and gets run over. That's Helen. Sorry about your luck, lady. Yep. Uh, she's also appeared on TV shows like The Office, she, where she was uh, Melvina, Dwight's babysitter. She's been on you know, King of the Hill. She's in Little Miss Sunshine, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, A Time to Kill, Two Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. <laughs> and she was Mrs. Kettlewell in Child's Play 2. Yes, she fucking was. So there's my favorite line from her. I, I don't like Donnie Darko. I think it's up its own ass. But one of my favorite lines, lines, not lines. We're not fucking having tequila shots. <laughs> Uh, sometimes I question your level level of debt. Oh my God! Take two. Sometimes I question <laughs> your level of dedication to Sparkle Motion. Oh, not you, Marshall. You're oh. good. Yeah, okay. you, you get like, a pass on me. Like what? I'm not coming in guns a blazing. I know you're a big fan uh, of Sparkle Motion. I will. Um, I will say. I, I will admit this on air. I've never admitted this before to anybody. Just between you and me, Marshall. Yeah, just between yeah. you. Good, nobody else. Our little here. secret. This is our circle of trust. Um, <laughs> there was a time when I was into Donnie Darko. It's I, not bad. I, I it's was just like, dumb. I, yeah, I was like, oh, this is so cool and like new and and, and kind of, uh, 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 I don't want to say avant garde, but kind of just this, this kind of unique thing, like oh, kind of avant garde. Cool. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, cool. And then, and then I started feeling really shitty for like because I started seeing all the other like Darko, I guess, fans and like this weird like up their own ass attitude. They start to feel like, well, Don Darko is so sophisticated, it's so deep and in depth, and if you don't get it, blah blah blah. I'm like. Okay, I don't want to be those assholes. I, I, I so I'm like, Talk- I, I, I haven't watched the movie in probably like 15, 20 years. Toxic fan of man. <laughs> yeah, I'm Rick like, and I'm Morty, out. perfect example. I love Rick and Morty. I hate the fucking fans. Oh, they have they have toxic fans now too. Holy shit, dude! I guess everybody has toxic fans. Oh goddamn. Uh, but no, let's not. That movie is as simple as it is a time traveling jet engine. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And his delinquent friends talk about fucking Smurfs boning and shit. Yeah. Um, the movie gets, I mean, that's a bong ripping movie. I, mean, I guess a lot of, all people are also obsessed with like the weird sinister looking bunny. Oh, suit Frank, guy yeah. Or whatever. But it's like, okay. But why? Why the yeah. fuck is that? I, so anyway, I liked it. There was a time when I really liked it. And I thought it was really cool. But then I was like, I got kind of got out because I just didn't want to be associated with it or thought I was one of those people like, oh, you're a Darko fan. You're one of them. I'm like, oh, nope. <laughs> no. no, like, no, I'll no. be a juggalo before I'm a dark, <laughs> a, a, a darkio. No, that sounds bad. Don't that sounds that. really bad. Moving on. <laughs> um, then we have uh, Siren Sarah is played by Jessica Graves Davis. She was in a horror movie called Home Sweet Home. So if any of you have seen that, she's also in that horror movie. That's the only reason I mentioned because she was another horror movie person. Um, and Cammy the Chameleons played by Taylor Towery. 
Um, now she is more of a stunt woman than an, uh, uh, an actress, but I looked at her. She's got a pretty great resume for stunts. I respect stunts. Uh, she is in stars is the, she's in the stars wrestling show heels, which I wish I had stars so I could watch that. Yeah. Dude, I never um, heard she's that. been in several episodes of fear the walking dead and the walking dead. She did stunts on Netflix's the punisher, which is a fucking awesome show. Awesome. Um, she's also, um, uh, the X-Men show The Gifted which Nacho and I were talking about that yeah yeah night. that's so weird she was uh, she did uh, stunts in that anal she, she <laughs> hey, that's uh, a risky stunt if you don't do it right that's true that's true she did something Puppet Master The Littlest Reich and she, have you seen that one I have not seen that it's one it's pretty good uh, she's in Furious 7 and she did stunts in Halloween 2018 as well nice so that's really the only people I'm going to talk about is the cast uh, because a lot of the other people I didn't like I from what I could tell, weren't really household names or did a whole lot that I think most people would have would readily recognized. So I just kind of like, I'm going to skip over it for I got now. a question for you real you, quick. You ask away. Is this the first Nicolas Cage movie you guys have done? It is the okay. first Nicolas Cage movie we have done on the show. I mean, I'm thinking Nicolas Cage horror movies. I'm thinking like 8mm, maybe no. Kiss of the Vampire. Which... Wicker Man remake. Which... Oh, fuck. No. If you do that, let me be on that because I've never seen it. Because I heard it's legendarily to. bad. Yeah, it is. And, and the, the only thing worth watching is for the very end scene where he's like, The bees! bees! Oh, God! The bees! Like, and like, that's like the only point worth watching. Like, I, I my dumbass, I think I actually bought it years ago because, like, oh, Wicker Man, man Wicker Man's supposed to be this really good. But I'm like, I, I'm like shit, grab it. It's wrong so f- fucking boring. It's so mm-hmm. slow. And I, I like, ugh. I know happens. there's a scene where it's Nicolas Cage running through the woods top speed and just fucking decks a bear in the face. <laughs> And I'm like, I'd pay three bucks to see that. Who the fuck am I kidding? I'm an idiot. All right. So let's with that. Let's, um, it's time to get, uh, go to Wonderland guys. But first, you know, what we got to do. Oh, oh, God. I'm coming. It's so, so rewarding. So nice some, hearing some, that sound. I'm here. making some Camp Crystal Lake clam chowder <laughs> in my pants. We did, uh, Jason lives last night. Oh yeah. Yeah. Somebody wrote that in my script. Oh, Somebody did. Yeah. It you. Yeah. yeah. It's it's pretty drunk. It's a very drunk episode. Check it out. Shameless promotion. Check out the Here Jason Comes the Lives. Spooky. Now that is is that five or six? That's six. That's, that's, that's VI. Six. VI. Not IV. Not IV. Yeah. I thought it was six, but it's like okay. Um anyway, Willie's Wonderland. So here we go. We open with this uh old commercial for Willie's Wonderland, uh like this old like eighties TV spot. And then we just cut to like this scared blonde woman and her man, and they're all freaked out. They're frantically looking around. They hear some strange noises, and they take off right down this hallway that, for some reason, has the lights running down like the side of the wall, like the center of the wall, instead of like on the ceiling. You know, the '80s. Yeah, kind of a weird choice, but okay, sure. Lights on the wall, um, and this is it's just like a row of like fluorescent tubing lighting going down the wall instead of on the ceiling. It's, it's an odd choice, but whatever. Um, so as they run, we see like these monstrous shadows stretching across the walls behind them. The man gets grabbed from behind, pulled down, drugged down the hallway out of sight by this unseen attacker. The woman continues to run as the light fixtures ex- start exploding around her. She stops, turns around, screams as the last of the lights explode, blacking out the room. And the TV turns on again, playing the old Willy's Wonderland commercial. The camera zooms in on the TV, and we hear the girl screaming some more as in a big blood splatter just blam wide on the TV screen. That's how we open the movie. It's cliche. But it's not whatever. bad. Not bad. Not, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not terrible, but stuff we've kind of seen before. But I, sure. I will say straight up, this movie 
is shot like the cinematography is good. Yeah. It's shot well. It's of a good quality. Like people knew what they were doing. Certain people knew what they were Certain doing. Certain people. But I'll save that till the end of the movie. Okay. <laughs> Uh, now we cut to Nicholas motherfucking Cage driving down some back roads in his sweet Chevy Camaro as the credits start to roll. Um, I guess I could say it's a, uh, what's the word? Bitchin' there Camaro. There we go. There we go. I was looking, yeah, it's a bitchin' Camaro. I thought you were going to be like, what models? I'm like, bitch, I don't know. No. <laughs> My car has five wheels and I'm happy with that. And one of them's a steering wheel. Um, no, you could say it's a bitchin' Camaro. Bitchin' Camaro. Bitchin Camaro. Um, it has a very sweet Camaro, man. This thing's like souped up. Anyway. Uh, suddenly all of his tires pop and we see that he's run over a spike trip that had been left in the middle of the road. He gets out, grabs a punch energy drink, chugs it down in one gulp, then seems to stand perfectly motionless for like 10 hours because there's a shot of the, the sun passing over his head and it's, it's a great looking shot, but you see the shadow which starts on the left side of him and move across the entire screen to it ends on the right side. So that means this guy was fucking standing still for like, 10 hours at the sun pass over. That's on. actually a commercial for the uh, Nicolas Cage uh, time dial. Time? Yep. Sundial? Sundial, my bad. Cage dial. I would buy that for my garden. Why the fuck not, man? <laughs> also, I, I want to I compliment uh, Nicolas Cage on his super awesome dyed beard looking like Eminem this entire fucking movie. Dude, that beard is heavily dyed black. Yeah, it's it, like Steven Seagal dye job kind <laughs> of shit. Also, I guess for those of you who haven't seen, we, we should get this out of the way right now. For a Nicolas Cage movie, Nicolas Cage does not speak an entire word. A fucking sentence. Not a, word. a single word does he speak in this entire movie. He makes some like kind of uh, every noises. now and then he'll grunt or like he'll like uh, uh, when he's something, but he he never speaks a word. And what do you think that's about? Uh, I don't know. Do you think that was like him being like I'm super creative, guys? It's like, <laughs> or maybe he's like, oh shit. If I don't make this movie, they'll repo my house. So it's like I'll just be in it, but in protests. And here's another thing I should have said in the in the intro to which I can't believe I forgot. This movie for again, if you haven't known, is basically they ripped off the video game franchise Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, it is not subtle. It it's is, not subtle at all. It's how is there no lawsuit involved? Yeah. I mean, because Jesus. Is, so if you guys are familiar with those games, it is just a ripoff of Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, yeah, how is this not an asylum flick or something? Because that, that they, they deal it, they deal with it that subtly. So, get those out of the way before I get forget. Um, so anyway, but then serendipitously for him, a tow truck comes down, driving down the road. The tow truck driver who oh, I like this guy because he always has like a a Slim Jim beef jerky <laughs> stick sticking out of his mouth. Do you think he was, they're like, oh, we want you to have a dog rocket hanging out of your mouth. And it's like, <laughs> no, Slim Jims. It's like, oh, oh yeah. Snap it to it like a Slim Jim. <laughs> you remember the other Slim Jim fucking mascot? There's like the real skinny dude with the big kind of like island boy hair. No. Oh, he was extreme. Not as good as Macho Man, obviously. Oh, Maybe. Vaguely, was he around like the 2000s or something? Yeah, give or take. Yeah, okay, maybe a little bit. But... What do you think his name was? You know, Slim Jim. Exactly. <laughs> Fucking marketing part meant knocking it out of the park. <laughs> yeah. So he's real skinny. And guys, his name's James. We don't like it. How about Jimmy? He's going places. <laughs> um. So the truck driver picks up Cajun's car and he drives him into town. So now we cut to this our main kind of our other main girl character, Liv. Outside the now closed down and boarded up Willie's Wonderland, which is pretty much a Chuck E. Cheese 
or a showbiz pizza, as it was kid. called when I was a kid. That's what I'm saying. We had that fucking bear, not that goddamn coin-eating rat. Yeah, we had bears Fuckers. and mice and all sorts of weird... Prostitutes. Of yeah. <laughs> Find Dude, a hypodermic needle in the, the ball The animatronic prostitute was really odd. If I had mixed emotions. I didn't know how to feel about that as a kid. I was, I, I was like, am I attracted to this? I think so, but she's not real, but... I want to bang that animatronic prostitute on the stage. All I know, if I poke both her nipples in, a bunch of uh, tickets would come out yeah. of her robot wire. Exactly, yeah. You just get the tickets going. Her mecha muff. <laughs> her cyber snatch. The problem was, if you, trying to, if, you, if you ever got, like, and you hit the clit button, you'd mm. get, like, you know, like, a thousand, you'd get the Wait, jackpot. there was a clit button? That's the problem. No one could ever find it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's be fapping. That's bad. Anyway, uh... <laughs> I have sex with live women. <laughs> Disclaimer. Let me put that out there. Allegedly. Um, so they drive into town. So Liv is outside the Willy Weasel or Willie's Wonderland. Um, and she's doused in the building of gasoline. She's about to light it up when the sheriff pulls up, slaps handcuffs on her, throws her in the back of the squad car, and drives off. Uh, the sheriff takes Liv back to her trailer park home. Um, before she goes in the house, up drives the tow truck, which I thought this was weird. That why would the tow truck drive up to the sheriff's trailer park or Liv's trailer instead of taking Nick Cage to like the mechanic straight away or something? And how did he know where the sheriff would be? Like this, it's a minor thing, but now the thing is like it's really weird that he would go there first. Get a little chainsaw massacre, like everybody's yeah. in cahoots. Because I mean, so the, I mean, because uh, um, uh, he's the sheriff. Or, uh, Judd, the truck driver Judd, tells the sheriff that this poor guy found her missing zigzag, a.k.a. the spike trip the hard way. Oh, that and- kids apparently stole about a month ago and been thrown in the road. I yeah. call shenanigans. I shenanigans but, there, uh, too. Yeah. Um, so, again, so he's basically returning, so he's going to return the sheriff's spike trip. But, again, why does he know? It doesn't make any sense that he would know that the sheriff's at this trailer park instead of going to, like, the you know, sheriff's station or straight to the mechanic to drop off cage in the car. It's just a weird thing. Why is he here first? Anyway, so Liv and Cage look at each other. They lock eyes and kind of like this moment where they just kind of stare at each other. And then Nicholas Cage says, nothing. Not a damn, damn thing. thing. <laughs> uh, the tow truck drives away. Uh, the sheriff takes Liv into the trailer. Uh, they argue a bit and we get a sense that these two have a long history together. Um, the sheriff handcuffs Liz to Liv to a radiator. And How? Get, I, this is so dumb because if you've ever, you were from the Midwest just like me, you probably spent some time in a trailer. You know there's nothing in a trailer you can't pick up or fucking put a hole through. <laughs> you know? So, and then it's like this fucking cast iron stove bullshit with this obviously screwed on pipe. So it's like, because you walk into a trailer like, what can I put a handcuff to? Oh. Uh, <laughs> Guys, fucking Jerry rigged some shit so we could slap some cuffs on it. So yeah, yeah. All right, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, it's fine. Yeah, handcuffs to the radio and gives her a bucket and a bag of chips or something like that. And says, "That's a good Friday night yeah. for me." And it's like leaves her there for the night. Now we jump to the tow truck pulling onto the local junkyard where the tow truck driver, like I said, Jed, gets uh, Nick's uh, Camaro into the shop where he gives it a look over. Meanwhile, Cage is looking around. He finds a wall filled with missing persons flyers. Um. Judd tells Cage he needs he needs like obviously needs four new tires and it's gonna cost them plus the cost of the tow it's gonna be like a thousand dollars cash, uh, cash only which Cage doesn't have on hand. Who the fuck carries a thousand bucks large on him? Yeah, I yeah. mean uh, you know like when, when you're not cleaning your monocle like oh it's presents money. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good way to get your ass fucking jumped. Yeah. Uh, 
And also, way asking that in cash only is a good way not to do business. Yeah, <laughs> you're alienating like ninety nine point nine percent of your clientele. What do you right think there? is keeping that dude's lights on? Who knows? Yeah. Also, why are there missing? Never mind. Yeah, and that's the thing. Why are the missing persons report in the junk in the junkyard like auto mechanic shop instead of like you know the sheriff's station? Unless they're trophies or something. Yeah, mm, uh, it's really weird. weird. Hmm. Um. So, but Judd has an idea and tells Cage that if he's up for working off the cost of the repairs, he has a man he can call. Cage just grabs as a bag of energy drinks out of his car. And Judd makes a phone call. Do you think this was like some kind of failed product placement or something? Like they were trying to get Monster or Vault you would or something. Like, you would think that you this would be amazing product placement for if they would have got like, somebody would have taken up on that like yeah, it is beyond shameless yeah it, it's practically so, a fucking character in this movie yeah it, it, so i mean if i was monster or red bull or somebody else i'd be like yeah fucking use because it's like nine like 30 percent of the movie is just close-up shots of this energy drink can and or the limited edition <laughs> willie's wonderland pinball machine yeah. coming to you from uh, valleys this spring so i'm like that's <clears> a whoever like i don't know if the the producers i can't imagine they wouldn't go to a company and say hey you want to sponsor and uh be be featured and then for and then for any company to say no they missed out because this was prime Dude, dead serious. You could go to Vest and they'd be like, fuck yeah, dude. Orange <laughs> whistle all day. Fago. And they'd be like, no. RC Cola a, or I something. Do, I do love some RC Cola, though. Man. But it's yeah. Like, like so the, his, it's basically a made-up entry called Punch. Punch energy drink. Um, made with real, real white trash. <laughs> we cut to Jed and Cage meeting up with Tex, who is the new owner of Willie's Wonderland, outside of Willie's. What Tex? Is What's his last name? Oh god, it's like Mullet Madu Muldubo? Mon it's something weird like Ma Makakin or Makadu. 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 Tex Makadu. That's it, what it is. And this motherfucker looks like Doug Demodome from the fucking Fairly Odd Parents. Uh three people will get that joke. <laughs> uh yeah, he's like, you know, the old Texas cowboy, the the the, the mustache, the cowboy hat. His two revolvers. Yeah. I was kinda thinking, um was it uh Burt Reynolds and striptease where he's like the governor or mayor like this stupid guy something like that he's a cowboy with a I don't know maybe not maybe not that, that was sort. a real razor reference oh <laughs> <laughs> um, nobody gets that joke so Tex offers to pay to repair bill if Cage is willing to clean up the entire restaurant overnight Cage agrees so Tex takes him inside as they enter, Judd's like, good luck, son. And he's under his breath. And he, you know, blah, blah, blah. he was whispering it to his Slim Jim. <laughs> Inside text shows Cage a video that basically just introduces us all to the Willy Wonderland mascot characters, which are as follows. There's Artie the Alligator, Siren Sarah, Cammy the Chameleon, Gus Gorilla, Nighty Knight, Ozzy the Ostrich, Tito the Mariachi Turtle, and of course the main one, Willy the Weasel. Are all the mascot characters? Uh, who do you feel might be out of place in this scenario? If you had to pick two of them, well, definitely I say Nighty Night yeah. was the oddball out for sure. Uh, and then it, uh, based on looks, a Siren Sarah. Yeah, uh, I like uh, Tito the Mariachi Turtle. The Mariachi Turtle, He's fun. I like him. <laughs> I'd have a beer or two with him. <laughs> In jail. Um, the video continues playing, showing footage of a kid's birthday parties while Willy Wonderland birthday song plays, which you'll hear several times throughout the yeah. um, movie. Um, after the video, Tex shows Cage, the animatronic characters, all standing on stage uh, while giving a brief rundown of why the place shut down, which goes basically like this. The kids would try to rush the stage 
and to get to the characters and climb on them. And in doing so, some of them got hurt, which led to a few lawsuits from mommy safety organizations, which ended up putting them out of business, as the story text gives. Uh, Tex walks off, leaving Cage alone, staring at Willie Weasel, staring him in the eyes. When Cage turns around, uh, we see Willie kind of move a little bit in the background, but freezes again when Cage turns back and looks at him. Uh, Tex shows Cage the cleaning closet filled with everything he'll need to clean the place along with a, whack, a stack of Willie Wonderland t-shirts to wear. You missed the whole part where Tex is like, yeah, and then they shut us down because this is the America those liberal cucks went. Thanks, <laughs> Joe Biden. And then Alex Jones is like, oh. Aww. I wonder what he's up to nowadays. <laughs> no clue. Probably being insane. Tex is going to be... Because uh, he's from Texas. Ah, gotcha. Uh, Tex says it's going to be dark soon that he'll he'll be back in the morning with Cage's repaired car and tells Cage to help himself to whatever he can find in the kitchen, wishes him luck, and then leaves. What the fuck would even... If that shit's been shut down for like 10 yeah, years, like, no. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and get that uh, rat feces pizza, homie. Knock yourself out. There's some moldy uh, pizza dough. It's a, uh, yeah, there's a roll of salami with a fucking family of possums living in it. There's some over so. uh, mozzarella sticks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fun, get it. Get it. <laughs> some incredibly flat soda, but you don't need that because you got yeah, your punch. You, you came prepared. Um, Fuck, you could turn this movie into a drinking game real easy. Yeah, you could. Very easy. Every time it's break time or it's it's punch time. Punch time. Uh, outside, Tex chains and locks the doors. Unnecessary. Yep. But, uh, but does it for emphasis. You know, uh, goes over to Jed, tries to light a cigar, but his lighter won't work. So he just tosses it over by the dumpster. That's what you do. With, well, if you're rich, if you you're rich, you're like, chuck fuck Zippos. this Zippo. I'm done with it. T- then tells Judd, let's go. I can't stand to hear a grown man scream. I can <laughs> I have a boner uh, Cut back to Liv at the trailer Her group of friends show up and help her escape um, So This is kind of fun It's not bad But we meet our main group of future fodder here Yeah, no doubt So we have Chris who has like in love with Liv Has a crush on Liv Kathy, the miniskirt-wearing, gum-chewing, blonde sex pot. I'm okay with her. I'm okay with her, too. Uh, Dan, the black guy with glasses. Oh, black nerd, yes. Black nerd. And then we have Bobby, the other black guy who's Kathy's boy toy and is the most ghetto of all of them. But it's like... it's like Fake ghetto. It's like rural fake ghetto. Yes. Yeah. My favorite shit is... When he, like, squints his brow, he has, like, fucking 9,000 wrinkles. Yeah. Like, his rows, like, overlap his fucking... Why am I doing this gesture? I don't know. Nobody can no, see. His forehead has cornrows. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then there's Aaron. who's <laughs> just... Aaron. A, a just there. <laughs> yeah. No shit. There's, like, really no personality to Aaron whatsoever. He's like, you smoke weed? I grow weed or something. Yeah. I, Wait, one of those characters said that. Yeah. I don't know which one it was. Um, it's body count number two. <laughs> so Kathy uses a bobby pin to undo the handcuffs freeing Liv. Liv says, come on, we're late. I saw the bait already, who's probably uh, already locked inside Willie's by now. Bob says, all right, let's roll out. I want to see that bitch burn. To which Liv's like, no, we have, we, we're not doing this for entertainment. If we're going to do this, we're doing it like a mission, not a field trip. So I guess they're going all Mission Impossible. I wish I had the Mission Impossible music cue, but bum, 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 well, bum, it, it'll bum. be kind of entertaining, though. Yeah, kind of entertaining. Um, so they all agree, and they head out to Willie's. We jump back to Cage, who has put on a Willie's t-shirt now, and he sets his watch alarm and starts cleaning, uh, cleaning the place, but not before he puts his energy drinks into the fridge to get them nice and chilled. So for the next few minutes, we just watch Cage clean. Hope you like that, because there's a lot, a lot of, of Cage cleaning. Yep. 
So he could use that as like his uh, sizzle reel when he goes to places. <laughs> like when he loses his job, he's like, also, I'm pretty proficient in cleaning. Cleaning, too. yeah. <laughs> Nicholas Cage cleaning service. I'd hire him. Oh, sure, <laughs> man. Yeah. Um, so he watched, like I said, we, he watched clean for several minutes, and then his watch alarm goes off. He takes a break to chug a punch energy drink. Uh, he also finds a Willy Wonderland pinball machine for which some reason is in the kitchen instead of the arcade with all the other video games and pinball machines. But this one's in the kitchen. It had to be isolated. It was too deadly and clever <laughs> than the other ones. Um, it was in timeout. It was in the corner. Yes. It was in timeout. Nobody puts um, Willy so, Wonderland pin machine in the corner. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Time of my life. Oh my God! Where's the scene where it's him holding it over <laughs> him, holding up the Willy's Wonderland pinball machine above his head? Somebody Photoshop that. <laughs> that would be amazing. There's a fucking shirt. If I could, if I had the technology to do that, I would totally put that on a shirt. And all proceeds um, go to not me. <laughs> all proceeds, all proceeds go to my uh, lawsuit fund because I get sued for having Nick Cage on the right. shirt. <laughs> I mean, he even looks enough not like himself in this to where you could probably get away. I could probably get away with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, the watch beeps again. He goes back to clean. Breaks over. While he sweeps or mops, if I can't remember, I think oh, he's sweeping. Hold up. Well, I got to jump in okay. real quick. I love how before Doug Dimmodome closed the door, he was so adamant. He's like, be sure to take your breaks. Yes, he was very adamant about taking breaks. He's like, no, seriously, dude. I don't want you getting worn out. Then he pulls out his two revolvers and just <laughs> fire. <Yeah! laughs> Sorry, Marty. <laughs> so while Cage is sweeping the floor, we see Ozzy the ostrich moving behind him. Cage turns around and boom, sees the animatronic ostrich standing right behind him now, standing there motionless. He stares at it for a moment, then starts like tapping it with like the broom handle, like boink, 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 okay, boink, boink. and nothing happens. Nothing happened first. Um, he taps it some more, tap, tap, nothing's happening. He's like, all right. But then Ozzy comes to life and says, I'm going to feast on your face, then attacks Cage by trying to peck at Cage's face. I wouldn't fuck with an ostrich, dude. They're crazy. They are crazy. They're man. dinosaurs. They got uh, dino DNA. Dino my. Um, this starts fight number one. Cage swats the first several of Ozzy's attempts to peck at him away with the broom, uh, but Ozzy does manage to land a glancing blow on Cage's face, cutting him below his left eye. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> <laughs> this pisses off Cage, who snaps the broomstick over his leg like he was a roided out Jose Canseco. Then uses the two halves of the broken broomstick like batons and goes all daredevil on Ozzy's ass. I was going to say Nightwing, but I like yours. Okay, okay. Um, Cage unleashes the rage on Ozzy, beating him down. It looks awesome. I fucking loved it. Uh, Cage, like, sweeps Ozzy's leg because, uh, uh, you know, he's Cobra Kai. He sweeps right. the leg. Sweep the leg, Johnny. Um, and then just brutally bashes Ozzy's head in with one of the makeshift batons. The final blow breaks open uh, Ozzy's head, and Cage Cage's face gets covered in oil, or as we like to call it here, some black robot blood. I like it. And, man, it's been a hot minute. I should say more like a hot hour since we've got to say robot blood. Uh, that's the shout-out to also uh, First Lady Miss Sarah Samples, because I think the last time we got to do that was way back on the Chopping Mall episode where I we love, had robot shopping. blood. Robot blood. Anyway, he's not done yet. So now he channels... His old, his, uh, his his old school Sub Zero, and uh, rips out fucking Ozzy the Ostrich's uh, Spine. spinal cord. Yeah, dude, it's Fatality. just 
done. Just rips out this metal spine. I forgot you had <laughs> buttons for that. I was going to do that, but that's good. That he, he he did it for a living. He did. Uh, Cage just goes to the cleaning closet now to get a clean Willy Wonderland shirt to replace his robot blood-covered one. I'd laugh if he had to pay for those. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, you did a great job of cleaning shit, and we fixed your car up, but that's going to be like every shirt. He went shirt. through like five shirts, Yeah, man. that'll be like 150 bucks. <laughs> No, the ATM doesn't work. No, they asked well, you don't have cash. Well, I guess you have to clean up again. Overnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you got to clean out my fucking wife's dildo pit. Oh, it's a it's a, a deleted saw scene. Oh, yeah, that's a dude. I saw it. Oh, I've seen it. <laughs> um, we cut to the sheriff's station where a sheriff is sitting at her desk. Across from her is an officer. Um, this dude has to be like the director it, or it's, something. Yeah, it, it's officer doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your name so officer <laughs> jabroni <laughs> um who basically is like um why did you request state police backup why am i even here tonight since nothing's going on um he asked her what the plans for tonight and she tells him, we're gonna sit right here and pray that phone doesn't ring and we jump back to cage who takes a page from um our our man nelly Love it. Uh, he places like a little duct tape band yes, underneath his eyes. Does. Just yes, like, he does. Just like fucking Nelly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he, he goes and bags up Ozzy the ostrich's remains, and he goes to take them out to the dumpster, but finds the front doors are chained and locked from the outside. His watch alarm goes off again, so break time. Break time. Back to the kitchen. He washes his hand, chugs another punch energy drink, and then starts cleaning up the pinball machine, getting it all. Oh. Dust, you know, get all you know the what, dust and dirt off of You it. know what's something we didn't talk about? What's that? At the very beginning of the film, when he's driving his car, he has dog tags in the window because he's obviously like some hardcore marine fucking yeah. vet kind of shit or something. Yeah, I was actually going to comment on those later, but yeah, you're, we might as well bring... Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter, Art. It, it, do, it doesn't matter. Uh, so... <laughs> it doesn't matter! There we go. <laughs> so, how many of these... Uh, we should have counted this. How many of those uh, purple... Punch. punch. Yeah, how many think he's had so far? You know what? I wish I would have counted. And Aaron's going to be so disappointed because that's going to be something I would. He's always going to be shit for you. I count weird things in these movies. That's something I should have counted. Yeah, I'm going to say this is probably four. He probably goes through at least a 12 pack, I would imagine. Oh, so, I mean, you're supposed to drink one of those a day. So that <laughs> motherfucker's heart is just about to. His heart is like fucking Speedy Gonzales, man. He has two hearts like the tyrant from Resident <laughs> Evil. So what the fuck? Okay, we're not there yet. It's okay. the gorilla um, heart. After a while of cleaning, Cage hears singing coming from the main room. He heads out and sees Willie and some of the other animatronics singing the birthday song. Not having any, any, not having any of that shit, Cage flips the power switch, shutting them down, and that's when he hears a door close. Cage heads back to the bathrooms where he sees It's Your Birthday written in blood on one of the mirrors. Which he just cleans up. <laughs> He's like, right, also, whatever, clean this. also, as a guy who used to be a cleaning lady, despite my physical handicap, it's my penis. Yeah. Uh, penis. Uh, <laughs> uh, he uses the same rag to clean everything, and that's fucking disgusting. Yeah. I don't want somebody cleaning my sink with a fucking doo-doo rag. <laughs> yeah. You know, you keep the doo-doo sponge separate from the fucking sink and, like, you know, kitchen shit. Yeah. Nick Cage, get your <laughs> shit together, homie. If you ever want to get hired by me to clean my not house, you got to be changing out them doo-doo rags. Change out them doo-doo rags. That's the uh, message for today, folks. Change it out them doo-doo rags. <laughs> Remember to clean out your doo-doo rags. Don't be cleaning my refrigerator with them doo-doo rags, homie. 
<laughs> so, um, yeah, he, so he just cleans it up. Um, as he cleans, a voice rings out saying, let's play hide and seek. And then all the bathroom stall doors start slamming, uh, uh, slamming closed. The lights begin to flicker as the voice sings, you'll never find me. Then sinister, sinisterly says, I'm going to rip out your eyes and feast on your soul. Cage like, fuck it. He begins kicking open all the doors, stall doors one by one. When he gets to the last door, he kicks it open. Looks around, there's nothing there. And then swinging down from the ceiling comes Gus Gorilla, who does like a swinging drop kick to ch- Cage's chest, setting him flying up against the wall. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Gus grabs Cage, starts slamming him repeatedly up against the walls. Cage fights back. So they go into a back and forth. But Gus manages to throw Cage through a stall door into a stall. A moment later, <laughs> a moment later, Cage comes rushing out of the stall with plunger in hand, oh, jams yeah. the plunger into Gus's mouth with it stuck on him. Gus Cage, I'm sorry, uses the plunger that stuck to Gus's face to control Gus and slam him around the room. Dude, he this... slams him into a mirror, pulls the plunger off, and then just slams it back on his face again before beating Gus repeatedly with the plunger. Cage then throws Gus face down into a urinal. Clean urinal. Uh, which, with Gus's upper jaw on the lip of the urinal, and fucking curb stomps the back of Gus's head, causing it to fucking explode more black robot blood covers Cage and the freshly cleaned bathroom. Gus is dead. The, the fuck are oh, you doing? That's a complete miss button. <laughs> I forgot to hit the alt. Uh, I just want to hit alt F. You know, there it is. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm going to say some not so great things about this movie, but I want everybody to know that part was fucking awesome. That was awesome. I'm always a, a good curb sound. It just gives me shivers. And like that fucking that shit fucks me up. What do you think was the origin of the curb stomp? That's got to be American History X, right? I mean, that's the first time I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the majority of and people. And that one is like, I see that. I get shit. Like, oh, oh when you hear his teeth, teeth on the. Yeah. Oh, oh, ever since then, man, curb stomp's just like. Fucking freak. Cronenberg! God damn. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry for the technical difficulty there. I played the wrong soundbite, but fuck it. We um, do what we want. We do what I want. I mess up. I ain't perfect. Yeah, no um, perfect. Not this so, movie. <laughs> Cage just walks out, throws his shirt in the trash, grabs a new one, then wipes his, uh, wraps his lower ribs and torso in duct tape. What's up with this? Is this like prison armor? You yeah, think? I don't know if he's making, or if it's like, he Maybe got, he broke a rib when Gus fighting Gus, and he's trying to like tape it up. I mean, that's still going to be broke, homie. Which is an option too. He could have taped up the ribs, but it also could be maybe his body armor. Yeah, I'm thinking that it could be both. Yeah. Um. Maybe he's his midsection was just feeling a little cold, so he's like, you know, here's a little tummy blanket. Maybe he had to wrap his his organs up because a fucking punch energy drink was about to explode <laughs> through his chest. So he's oh, got to wrap it to keep. Dude, those- like <laughs> slaughter high when the dude drinks the fucking poison and his chicken guts erupt out his stomach. That part was yeah. awesome. Um, so, Cage bags up Gus's remains, places it by the front door next to Ozzy's, then has a stare down with the motionless Willie the Weasel. Again, his watch alarm goes off. Break so time! What? Break time! Yep, break time. <clears throat> Sorry. But once again, it's time to chug another punch energy drink and play some pinball. Outside, Liv and her crew pull up. They pour more gas on and around the building. Chris is about to light it on fire, but Liv stops him saying, hey, whoa, whoa, we can't do that. We got to get that guy out of there first. So 
Liv finds, like, looks through the windows, finds him in the kitchen. She knocks on the kitchen window uh, where she sees Cage cleaning uh, the oven. She uh, warns him that he's not safe in there. And she, uh, you know, like, hey, I'm going to help you get out of there. It's not safe. But Cage just turns away from her and goes back to cleaning. You know what? I, I had a good idea. So opposed to just mindlessly cleaning and having these uh, animatronic monsters attack you one by one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just fucking Hulk out rage and kill them all at once? But then what kind of a story does that make? Yeah, that's, that's true. But that's a good point. I, I, point I didn't, can't believe I didn't think. But yeah, if you just took them all out right now, when, yeah. maybe. But I don't know. Maybe it's just numbers. Like, like if you attack them while they're not moving, they come to life to defend themselves. Then you're fighting like eight against yeah. one. So maybe this way is like, at least it's a one-on-one fight. They're kind of You might it. not know what's coming, but at least it's one-on-one instead of eight versus one. All right. Good point. Good point. Um, so, uh, her crew is just about all, just, uh, all about, uh, her crew are all about just burning down the building with him inside. They don't give a shit. Like we're burning this shit down. We don't care. Mm. Um, they do not seem to care about committing arson or murder. Uh, Liv, Liv refuses saying that she's going to figure out a way to get inside and for her crew to figure out a way to get them out once she's in and ready to go. Uh, we cut to Liv being all diehard John McClane here, crawling through air vents. Where now, here, I have a rant here about this. Okay, get it, boy. Because so, can, can someone out there please tell me why air vents and movies are so fucking huge? Thank you. I've never been anywhere or have seen any places these massive air vent tunnels that people are just able to crawl around in. Now, I know our buddy, friend of the show, um, Mr. Chris Samples, uh, maybe he can answer this because I know he works in construction, so maybe he sees the air vents going in, but... I, where are these fucking air vents? They're so goddamn huge that people can crawl through them. I look at my house. I got air vents. I ain't throwing, like you can barely fit a no. cat in these air vents, no. let alone a full full size human being. So I don't know why all air vents in movies and TV shows are just gigantic tunnels. Yeah, they need to quit hyping it like it's Discovery Zone for adults and shit. Yeah, you know? exactly. Uh, so while she so lives crawling down the air duct tunnels, and from out of nowhere pops R the alligator who chases Liv through the air vents. And here I mean seriously, this is what I'm talking about. So these air vents are now large enough, uh, not for just a person to crawl on, crawl around in, but a giant animatronic alligator. And not only are they large enough for that, but they're also strong enough to support all the weight. And you know a fucking animatronic probably weighs several hundred yeah. pounds. Yeah, it's like a terminator. Yeah. And you're telling me these air vents are strong enough that she's not falling through the floor or falling through the air vent? Like, bullshit. What is going on with these air vents? Well, they actually, um, they build the building around the air vents. Yeah. To support the air vents. Ah, yeah. okay. So the buildings are really just I learned that in air drafting. vent support systems. Yes, exactly. I learned that in drafting class. Ah, okay. Um, Liz manages to slip out through the air vent covering just in the nick of time to avoid the snapping jaws of Artie. And she finds herself in the magical fairy forest. Uh, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I'm all right I'm with a, this. I like this. It's kind of neat little place. Kind of cool lighting. As she wanders through the magic forest, shrieks ring out, followed by a female voice saying, I've waited so long for a girl to play with. Whoa. And yeah, and we see Siren Sarah dashing from tree to tree. I have to say that she doesn't look like a siren at all. No, she's um, just a Tinkerbell knockoff. Yeah, not in the least. She is a fairy or a pixie. Um, and I, or I even, a wood imp. I even said she looks like an evil Tinkerbell. That's exactly what I put. I, and she even has like the pixie haircut. I drew this picture fucking five years before this movie. So I'm assuming <laughs> somebody. <laughs> and Disney's going to sue me. Also, Sarah is the only character... Am I trying that doesn't look like an evil furry? No, it's, it's some just chick wearing a mask. It's just a woman in Tinkerbell costume wearing a large mascot pixie head type thing. Um, so Sarah pops up in front of Liv 
and invites her to come see her treehouse. Liv declines, takes a swing at Sarah, who does like this awesome backwards flip onto the wall. I'm okay with that. And it. then climbs up the wall backwards and out of sight. Like in Blade 2. Yeah, and like, I'm okay with this because it looks pretty fucking awesome. I was totally okay with it. Like, that's cool. Yes. And kind of creepy at the same time. I, this I've movie does have some very cool moments from yes. time to time. Um, Liv swings again at Sarah, who popped up, who dropped down behind her. So Sarah pops up my Liv. She swings again, but then Sarah flips up again, like does this flip or flies up out of frame, disappearing from sight. And Sarah starts singing like an eerie version of Ring Around the Rosie, that old nursing rhyme. And right before the line, we all fall down. In a blink of an eye, Sarah swoops down from like the ceiling from top of the frame, tackles Liv, and the both of them go flying off screen. Hey, wait a minute. At, didn't hate this. Did not hate this at all. At any point, does Siren Sarah use any sonic shriek no, powers? That's not a problem. Sirens are known for having like a... That's st- their shtick. That's yeah, their They bit. sing. They have a voice that uh, hypnotizes men or people that hear it to come to them. Not once does she do that. And that's if you're going to call something Siren Sarah, you might want to include that. Otherwise, just... You know, call her like Chick- Chicken Knuckles Sarah. Yeah, or yeah, um, maybe not Chicken Knuckles. Pixie Paulina, or you yeah. know, Fairy Freya, or something. You know, okay. I mean, so, something, but because the, she's not a siren at all. I just oh, Tinkerbell. That's another that that, that hasn't been taken yet, has it? I don't think so. I think we're okay. We're good. good. I don't think that's suitable. No. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you're fine there. Um. So. We cut back outside. The group starts arguing over what they should do. Bobby wants to just leave and wants nothing to do with this, with with going inside. But the others are like, we got to go and we got to find Liv. So eventually they all decide, let's head up to the roof. Because, sure, let's go to the roof first. Uh, we jump to Cage now. He's in the magic forest. Liv falls from the trees, landing on top of Cage. Liv tells him that she's here to get him out of here and that she, stop- and that she had to stop that bitch, but it won't keep her away for long. Again, Cage ignores her and just walks away and leaves the magical forest. It's like, whatever, I'm out. Yeah, he's like, oh, this involves, this is like a your problem. Yeah, this, is, this sounds like a you problem, not a me problem. Yeah, I got to go clean another toilet. Yeah. Wait, so then if he cleans something and then it gets it all yucky again, does he have to go back and re-clean it? I want to imagine, because I think about the bath time when Gus exploded. Like, he's going to have to re-clean that whole bathroom. Now. I would be fucking furious. Yeah. I'd get so mad, I'd probably, like, down an energy drink exactly. and play pinball and for pin- at least 15 15 minutes. At least. <laughs> so on I the mean, roof, at most. At Sorry, most, at most. At most yeah. I don't want to get in trouble. Um, on the roof, the crew again start arguing with each other what the plan should be. Bobby's had enough. Says, "Fuck it, let's go, baby." Referring to Kathy, and starts to walk away. Chris snaps, charges Bobby, tackles Bobby, and the two of them go falling through the roof, go cr- and come crashing down into Willie's Wonderland. Uh, the damage to the roof, I guess. Sends like ripples and causes more of the roof to collapse under the feet of the others, send them all crashing down into Willie's as well. Kathy, Chris, Dan, and Aaron all land in the ball pit. I mean, are the air vents okay? <laughs> the air vents, I'm sure they're okay. Okay, hopefully. that's all I'm worried about. Um, hearing the noise, Liv shows up to investigate. She's not happy to see her friends because they're supposed to stay outside to help her get out, not coming after her. But before they can argue with them, uh, the stage spotlights come on and all the remaining animatronics start to move, including Siren Sarah, who has rejoined the others on stage. The animatronic starts singing another song. Liv pulls out a knife, charges Sarah. She's about to stab Sarah in the face, but Cage just pops up, grabs her arm, stopping her. And then he tells her, 
Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, he just picks her up over his shoulder and carries her off stage where she like drops her or puts her down next to her friends. Um, at this point, Aaron notices that there's only six animatronics on stage instead of eight. Mm-hmm. Realizing that Cage must have taken out two of them by himself, turns to Cage and says, that's badass, man. But uh, like, I get it. You're you're a uh, like stern, you know, figure, and you don't talk. But you could have been like, "Yeah, I killed two of them." Yeah, or just a thumbs up, or like, uh, a yeah, nod, some like, form of confirmation. Yeah, that's uh, uh, that pisses me off. Yeah. Uh, Cage just takes the knife from Liv and walks away, leaving them alone. Liv, Chris, Dan, and Aaron go after Cage, follow him into the kitchen or something, um, while Kathy and Bobby hang back and head into the super fun room. <laughs> Um, in the kitchen, Liv's still trying to get through the cage, saying she knows all about what they what they told Cage about how if he worked here overnight, they would pay to have his tires fixed by morning. She tells him that's all a lie, that, that they've told the same lie to countless others over the last 20 years, and that Cage is here to be a human sacrifice to be eaten and killed. The whole time she's talking, Cage is just going about his work clean and not paying any attention. Liv then goes into some backstory exposition dumping yeah, she does. where we get flashbacks footage from the restaurant where that was still open and packed with kids. She explains that Willie's was built back in 1996 by Jerry Robert Willis. Turns out Jerry Willis is one of the most, one of the last century's most sick and sadistic serial killers. And Jerry spent most of his time cultivating similar sickos. Some of the worst depraved people you could ever imagine. Uh, now, during these flashbacks, we see these people working at Willie's and dressed kind of similarly to the animatronics. Like, we see one of them is wearing the large, bl- large blue sombrero that Tito the Turtle wears. Another is wearing a knight's helmet and carries a large plastic sword, just like Nighty Knight. Liv continues her story saying that, that times, Willie and his co-workers would sometimes whisk away unsuspecting families to the super happy fun room. Where once inside, the families would be treated to a birthday cake and a private show by Willie Weasel. Yeah. And these shows would all end the same way. And the flashback shows us Willie the Weasel using his claws to slash and kill the kids and the families. Liv says that after numerous missing persons reports and suspicious smells coming from inside Willie's, the law decided it was time to investigate. Uh, at this point, we see several police SUVs swarm Willie's as Liv says that Jerry and his gang refused to be taken alive. So when the police entered the super happy fun room, they discovered Jerry and his crew had performed a satanic suicide ritual that was a catra or a transfer of energy where the memory and consciousness of the living relocate into non-living entities. I've seen that in Child's Play. Yeah, I think it's called Child's Play, right? Bob D. Duadabella. Ten years later, Willie's reopens on a new owner, Tex McAdoon, and things were uh, wrong from the start. There are reports that the animatronics moved on their own. Some would say things they weren't programmed to say. What would say? And I do love this flashback, right? Because <laughs> you see this like chubby little bratty kid reaching up to grab Siren Sarah's tits, and Sarah just snaps like saying, "Wanna fuck, fatty?" And she's like, <gasps> "I'd be like, okay, yeah. I'll fuck an animatronic." Yeah, at that age, like, I've seen Blade Runner. I'm I like, know where this is going. Yes, please. I'm okay. <laughs> I'll be the progenitor of this. Oh, I love this real quick. Uh, when they shoot. The footage of the 1990s, it's done in all this grainy... Like, it looks like 80s. Yeah, or yeah. fucking the 60s, like the... Dateline, World War Two. Yeah, we it really, like, that's, I didn't think about that, but yeah, it's a great point. because it, So it opened, in, it's in the mid-90s. I and remember. the video footage looks like it's from like 1982. Yes. Like, it's really bad. It, they should have made it... They didn't need to make it It looks look like one more. of the home films from Sinister. 
I haven't. I don't remember those. I haven't seen them in forever. Oh, it's dope. It's dope. Um, I assure you. So, uh, where were we? Animatronics move. Want to fuck face? All right. So Liz keeps on talking, saying that others would kill and feast on customers, and we see Willie ripping an arm off a kid. Uh, Liv says after several more incidents, Willie closes his doors again. How? Again, however, Tex doesn't bulldoze it to the ground because Willie got to Tex and convinced him to make a deal with the devil along with all the others. This would have been nice to see in the movie. Yeah, a little bit more than just a flashback. We didn't need so many cleaning shots, but yeah. Right. No, it. Um, we important. come back to the present time where the group realizes that Kathy and Bobby aren't with them. So we cut to Kathy and Bobby in the super happy fun room. Uh, Kathy instantly gets all worked up being in the room where the killers off themselves. She turns to Bobby, tell him that she's getting all turned on right now. And they okay. start making out. Yeah. Cause you know, yeah, this is the first time we've seen somebody like, like get all turned on like the death or something like, Ooh, death. I, it makes me all horny murder. Uh, Bride of Chucky. Yeah. With Bride okay. Chucky. Yeah. And there's, there's another movie I'm, I'm trying to think of. I think that we had, we saw some of similar to that too. Where like, but I don't remember. So I want to call out one scene real quick. Go ahead. When they're all getting ready to like climb onto the roof, old girl in the mini skirt goes first, and it's yeah. like, "No, nah, y'all motherfuckers, stay down here. You don't need to be looking at that." Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, was pretty good. Looking up her skirt. Yeah. yeah, this chick has the biggest bra, dude. This chick. Okay, um, we're coming up on that. Um, yeah, sorry. Where were uh, they're making out? So we cut back to the others who hear the animatronics start singing the birthday song again. So they all go back out to the main room to check it out. Only this time, the animatronics change the lyrics from let's all have fun to let's kill everyone and then power down. The lights go off, casting the place into a darkness. A spotlight shines on Willie. Um, hold on a second. Uh, spotlight shines on Willie, who starts singing a song about six little chickens at the end of the line. And, um, and I have to say, this song is pretty fucking catchy. I kind of dig it. And I actually... Audio captured it, so I'm gonna play yeah, the, go the for six it. chicken yeah. songs because it's fucking catchy, man. I kind of like it, and it's actually you know it's obviously he's singing about the kids. He's singing about their situation. What? What? <laughs> Never be a mind blown. So, all right, so here's six little chickens. And right after you hear that, Ryan says, oops, five little chickens at the end of the line. Um, the song ends and Nighty Night pops up behind Aaron and just impales him, runs him through with his giant oh, no. fucking sword. Not Aaron. He's yeah, not- done so much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that integral role to the group. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, Nighty Night then swings at the other one of the other guys. I think it might have been Chris. I'm not sure. But the guy like slips on Aaron's blood. Falls to the floor, which actually ended up saving his life because he slips. That was kind of dope. It was kind of fun, like a happy accident. Like, so he slips and falls, saving him from getting cut in half by the sword. Liv attacks Nighty Knight from behind, knocking him over. She yells at her friends to run and get out. She turns to look at Aaron, who's clinging to life, clutching his gaping wound in his guts. And she's like, I'm sorry. And then Nighty gets back up, sword in hand. 
We cut the cage back in the kitchen, grabbing another punch energy drink, chugging it down, still playing pinball. Like, fucking getting <laughs> off. Like, ooh! <laughs> Till I'm going to come in the coin slot. <laughs> uh, we jump right back to Kathy and Bob. At this point, they are fucking in the super happy fun room, which gives it up a name. Hey, sounds like a super happy fun room right now. And what is up with this 360 shot? They're just rotating. The, the 360 ro- camera? Yeah, yeah. I mean, good for them, you know. Yeah, like- she's riding him like a bucking Bronco. And I got to say, though, even though we don't see any tits or ass, uh, her tits look fucking magnificent in this like baby blue bra she's wearing. It's, there, it's huge. almost a bustier too, it, dude. It's, it's her tits are pushed up to the max. Like they look fucking phenomenal. I will say that. It'd be cool if we saw them. It would be. Uh, anyway, they're they're banging and she look. Uh, and I guess it's like I said, it's a pretty hot scene. Like I said, we don't see any nudity, but I'm like, are they fucking I, in the ball pit too? No, they're not in the ball pit. They're all on like a, they're like on an inflatable like. Thing, some kind of inflatable thing. Oh, like a bounce house. I got you. Yeah, but not in a uh, bounce house. It's like a, I don't know, like, almost like a pool raft. It's like some kind of inflatable thing. Okay. But I like saying it's a pretty hot scene because Kathy is fucking committed to this scene and her performances, she is going all out for this. Uh, it's kind of hot. Anyway, they're banging. She looks over and see, looks up and sees Artie Alligator standing in the corner. She stops and asks Bobby if it's always been there. Bobby, being the typical man, don't give a fuck and only wants to get back to banging. So that's what they do. Yeah, I, I mean, I like to have sex and everything, but I also don't like to get murdered when yeah. I'm having sex. Usually yeah. that really brings the mood down. Yeah, when a giant animatronic alligator just mag- magically manifests out of thin air in a corner, I'm like, hmm. You know what? Maybe it's time to stop and pick this up later. And, yeah, uh, let's, let's, let's put a on. pin in it yeah. and then... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can always bang you later. Don't need to uh, get eaten by a man-eating animatronic alligator yeah um it's problematic meanwhile dan finds himself in like some strobe light filled room or hallway i don't fucking know it doesn't matter uh where he gets surrounded by tito the turtle and sarah um sarah gets him trapped in a corner and her mouth now changes into like a giant like venom like black mouth like filled a bear with trap yeah it's, it's, it's yeah very venomous um it's very cool very creepy looking yeah, i like loved it. it didn't hate it uh, Liv uh, is uh, is in the main room. She's bobbing and weaving, dodging Nighty's sword, his sword swing. She's rolling on her tables, trying to avoid him. Chris, meanwhile, hides his ass behind a counter in the arcade room, calls the sheriff for help. But once he says that they're at Willie's, the sheriff just hangs up on him. And officer, it doesn't matter, says like, and tells officer it doesn't matter. It was a prank call. Like, yeah. don't worry about. Chris calls right back. And says that Liv brought them here. Hearing that, the sheriff leaps up and tells Officer it doesn't matter to put on his balls because they're going to Willie's. So is that like his, her daughter or something? Do you think there's some kind of relation well, there? You've obviously got there is some kind of relation, past history here. I do like the, she's like, you're a fucking bitch. It's like, I love it when you talk nice to me. Yeah, I mean, um, Liv attacks Knight from behind. Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, wait, uh. I'm sorry, we already did that. Uh, we cut back to Dan in the strobe light room. Sarah does like a cartwheel into a back handspring, then locks her legs around Dan's necks and gives him a hurricanrana, sending him flying into the foam pit. Not the ball pit, but the foam pit. I remember this. Where Tito Turtle rips into Dan's neck like a fucking zombie, killing him. I like turtles. <laughs> yeah, I was, oh, I didn't even think about that. I like turtles. Um... 
cut back to Cage. Uh, his watch alarm goes off, signaling the end of his break. So he crushes his punch can in his hand, tosses it in the trash, heads back to the main room. Yeah, fuck you, recycling. Uh, he shows up just in time to grab Nighty's arm, stopping him from killing Liv. Cage tosses Nighty to the floor, then picks him up and repeatedly and brutally just slams Nighty's head and face into the wall. Black robot blood's flying everywhere. Cage... Uh, where is it? Cage, uh, Cage, Cage, uh, blood flying. Tosses Nighty back down to the floor, picks up his sword, and decapitates Nighty while Liv stands there watching him in awe. Fatality. Nighty Knight is now dead. Nick Cage stands there covered in black robot blood, turns, looks at Liv. The two of them stand there looking at each other, and we just cut back to Kathy, still fucking Bobby. Uh, riding away on him. Kathy looks over, sees Artie move now. Actually sees him move. I'm out. <laughs> Bobby looks over and Artie is now gone. And Sarah says, where the fuck did it go? Or he says, where did it go? And on that cue, Artie pops up behind him, Art pushes Kathy back a little bit, and uh, he bites down into Bobby. Blood spratter sprays all over Kathy and her magnificent tits, who um, I'm sure at this point, Bobby is still inside of her while this is happening. Um, Kathy gets off of Bobby, runs to the door, which, of course, is now locked because, of Gator, course. Gator magic. Gator magic. <laughs> Gator magic as Artie just savages Bobby, rips him apart with his large gator jaws. Bobby's toast. That gator dead. Uh, or, no, it isn't. Gator ain't dead. Bobby did. Oh, yeah. I, I thought it's Reno 911, the movie. You ever see that shit? Oh, I love Reno 911. Dude, when they're like, that gator dead. Yeah. He gets in the pool the fuck with it, dude. Just takes him down. Yeah. That movie's Dude, funny. Reno 911 is the best. I love that shit. Sometimes I forget if I'm like watching Cops or Reno 911. It's because like shit so <laughs> Reno 911 level ridiculous shit happening in Cops always fucks me up. Like, I can break these cuffs. Ah! <laughs> it's like this. What's, a, what's the PC term for a little dude? Little dude. Midget? Yeah. Dwarf? Uh, little dude. Little dude. Little, little black guy. It's probably all of like four foot, uh uh-uh. uh. And he's obviously doing some angel dust, you know, as one does. Yeah. And he's in these handcuffs and he's just, he's in the front of the cop car and he's like, just going super saiyan and shit. And he just keeps telling the cops, I can break these cuffs. It's like, dude, you can't break those cuffs. He's like, I can break these cuffs. And he's like Webster size. There we go. And he's just like, ah. So, like, there's a Dragon Ball Z parody of that where it's, they slap the handcuffs on Android 16, and yeah. he's like, I can break these cuffs. Ah. <laughs> uh, it's like, sir, he broke the damn cuffs. Oh, my God, dude. I'll play it for you later. It's fucking ridiculous. All right. Sounds good. You know what else is ridiculous? What's that? My bush right now. Oh, my Marshall, bush tell me about your bush. is ridiculous right now because I haven't used my Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0, and it's all grown back. And oh, that just reminds shit. me, I got to get back on that. Get my Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 and shave my balls and my pubes back down to a respectable, attractive length. And you know what? I'm not doing what I can do, but you can do it too at home. Just I'll do it right now. All right. Do it. Watch. Mm. Yeah, there it is. Get your shit Marshall, cleaned up. Marshall, what about your stinking ass armpits <laughs> well, that I can obviously smell from over here? Yes, my stinky ass armpits. Oh, I can clean that up with my Manscaped deodorant because they offer that now along with shampoo and conditioner body wash and hydrating body spray and oh. to get all that at manscaped.com along with the weed whacker and the lawnmower 
And, you know, if you want to be nice, even got shaving mats. They got some other stuff. They got a, a, a traditional razors if you want a more traditional razor for your face, That's too. That's fancy. They got fancy shit there. Get it all a nice little shave, leather, leather, real nice leather shaving bag. No get shit. all that. One yeah. of those things? No, no, the bag to carry it all in. But you get all that, all your needs at manscaped.com. And when you're there, just use moon, mo, ugh, promo code MOONGOON. That's M-O-O-N-G-O-O-N. To get yourself 20% off and free shipping of your entire order from manscaped.com. Damn, Marshall, I'd have to be some kind of idiot not to take advantage of that you deal. You would have to be a bloody a moron not to take advantage of that deal. Also, I noticed your lips are a little chap. Well, they are. You must be thinking, see the before pictures. They are not chap because I've been using the new Manscaped lip balm that comes with the premiere package as a free gift. You get three of them in that what? bad boy. Well, I just three. looked at your lips now, and apparently I'm a fucking moron because now I can see, the, see sheen the sheen of your sheen happy, shine. healthy lips. <laughs> They're fun and fine. Yeah, they are. Manscaped.com. Promo code Moongoon, 20% off. Boom, we'll do it again just for fun. I'll cut there prom- we go. I'll cut promos all fucking day. <laughs> All right, so where were we? Um, cutting promos. Cutting promos where we were. Uh, so We were at the part where Nicholas Cage, Cage says... Cage and Liv happen to be walking down the hallway. Cage says nothing. He still hasn't said a word. He had a goddamn um, word. And he, so far, he doesn't have to. Uh, Cage and Liv happen to be walking down the hallway and hear Ka- Kathy screaming from the other side of the door. Cage kicks the door open like a fucking boss. It's gone. It's and, off the yeah, hinges. Yeah, now it doesn't kick it open. It kicks it off the hinges. It's it sends twirling. It it's... <laughs> It's fucking gone. Norton Rad's writing that shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking out. Three of the uh, four listeners will pick up on that joke. That's, that's no. my Silver Surfer reference. Thank you. You very, got you it. Very well. Um, so, uh, by the time they kick the doorboard, Liv and Cage find the bloody and ravaged corpses of Kathy and Bobby with a blood-covered Artie kneeling over the bodies. Artie looks up and charges Cage. Cage monkey flips Artie over his like over his body onto the floor and then rolls through it and ends up mounting Artie and just rains down punches to Artie's face. Uh, just a flurry of fists. Just a, yeah, uh, and then grabs a jaw, one jaw on each hand, and like King Kong That's killing right. the T Rex. Right. Cage pulls the jaws fully apart, snapping them in half. Snapping those jaws in half. And you think that's good? Nope, he ain't done. Because then Cage thrusts his hand down Artie's throat and rips out what I think is Artie's metallic heart and just walks out of the room. He tears out his... He tears out his mecha like a high, make a hiney ho. (laughs) So we cut back to Chris hiding in the arcade still. In comes Cammy Chameleon. And Cammy looks something looks like something from an LSD nightmare. She looks like some HR Huff and Puff stuff. Dude, she's the creepy she's the creepiest looking of all of these guys. Uh, pretty much, yeah. She they oof. Um But Cammy, unlike the others, doesn't go the aggressive violent route. Instead, she tries the sweet honey dick approach. Um she tells him that she's not like the others and that he doesn't have to be afraid of her. She tells him that the others are mean to her. They call her ugly and make fun of my colorful skin. I mean, that bitch is ugly, though. I do like the subtle change. Like, when they see the close-up of her, you do see her, her like, skin change. Like, it's more... All right, that like was Roar- real. That yeah. was real. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like Rorschach's mask in Watchmen. You're still changed with the colors. It's pretty cool little, little effect. a little hungover watching it on a laptop, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit, it's glitching out. No, that's real. All right, cool. Um, she goes on to say that she's trapped in this body and just wants to be free. I don't expect you to believe me. I just hope you were different. 
Chris feels bad. Now he comes out from his hiding spot and introduces himself to Cammy. What a dunce. You got called out <laughs> by an animatronic chameleon you met all of 20 seconds ago with yep. a track record. Their crew's killing your fucking crew and she mm -hmm. wants to be your buddy. Why don't you go smoke some more weed, yeah. bong face? I don't know. That might have been Aaron. I don't know. Uh, he slowly approaches oh. Cammy, saying that he can help her move on to the next life. Uh, she offers to answer any and all questions he has if they will work together, blah, blah, blah. So now we cut back to Sheriff and Officer Doesn't Matter driving in the car. Uh, as they talk, Sheriff, here we go, guys. Get ready for more backstory exposition. Yay! And she tells them, like, here's we find out what's really going on, uh, what's happening in the town, and what's happening at Willie's. So this kicks off another flashback as she continues her story saying that we uh, knew something supernatural was going on. We bellowed to the heavens that the machines were evil, but no one would believe us. They just thought we were some dumb yokels. Tex eventually hired a demo crew to destroy wheelies, but the day before the bulldozers were set to roll, the contractor was found dead in his bed and chewed up like a McDonald's hamburger along with his whole family. Product placement. There you go. There's some product placement. Um, after that, no one would accept the job. The town decided maybe it was better to let sleeping dogs lie. So we told everybody to just stay away from Willie's and let it rot. But the machines got out. They found bodies. They started finding bodies at the ice cream shop, the hardware store, and even the school. So as a town, they decided instead of going to war with the machines, which would make them all look crazy, they would cut a deal with the machines instead. Fucking cybernet sellout. <laughs> Cyberdyne sellout. Cyberdyne. Um, so in the flashback now we see the sheriff along with Tex and Jed of all people like why I guess the local to to tow truck driver has like a big political standing in this town like what why is he there? No, it's probably because there's four people in the <laughs> yeah. town and there's three of them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The town's made up of three people. Well, who, are the, who the fuck's kids are? The, never mind. Yeah. Um. So we see Sheriff Tex and Jed talking to Willie, saying leave, uh, leave our townspeople alone, leave our kids alone, and leave our town be. And we will feed you. This leads to a montage of Jed and Tex convincing past victims to stay the night at Willie's. Doing the same thing. Like, oh, if you don't have the money, well, we can uh, work something out. If you're not afraid, if you need a hotel, oh, the hotel's all booked up. I got a place you can stay for free if you're willing to work a little bit, blah, blah, blah. So we see all this stuff. And we cut back to Sheriff who continues saying we lived up to our end of the bargain and the machines kept their word. We tried to find people who wouldn't be missed, but things didn't go exactly as planned. This takes us to a flashback of the sheriff and Tex finding a young girl alive hiding in the cleaning closet at Willie's. With the girl's parents having been murdered, the sheriff takes in the little girl, which you probably guessed by now is young Liv. Ah. Officer doesn't matter, says, so that's what we're doing, sheriff. Um, and the sheriff admits that we couldn't, she couldn't live without losing with, couldn't live with losing that little girl. We cut back to Chris and Cammy still talking. In runs Liv. Chris tells Liv, it's okay. Uh, we're making a deal. It's okay. But that's when Cammy shoots out her long lizard tongue, shoots it out Chris. It wraps around his neck. Cammy jerks her head back, which causes Chris's neck to snap, killing him. Once, you could say, snaps like a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah! There we go. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I did not see that coming. Um, Cammy turns to Liv saying, you want to play, bitch? Cage walks up now next to Liv, stands her next to Liv, fists raised, ready to throw down. 
But his watch alarm goes off, so it's break time. Seriously? I guess I missed this part. He just fucking walks out. He reaches into his pocket, gives Liz back her knife. Says, Here's your, just doesn't say anything, but hands her back her knife, then turns around, walks away, okay. leaving Liv on her own. That's and I nearly fucking, fucking hilarious. died laughing at this. I was like, oh my God, that's hilarious. I fucking loved it. So good. <laughs> Oh, break time, bitch. <laughs> Can't help you fight. I'm on break time. I mean, Doug Dimmadome said I got to take my fucking breaks. Yep. <laughs> I'm union. I, I, I got to go on union rules. I got to go. I don't want my foreman tearing my dick off now, <laughs> so uh, I'll see you in 15. Back in the kitchen, Cage, you guess it, pops another can of punch and plays more pinball. Meanwhile, Cammy shoots out her tongue again, knocking, out, knocking the knife out of Liv's hands. She then lashes her tongue around Liv's legs, tripping her and pulling Liv towards her. Liv grabs the tongue, uses it to pull herself up, then pulls the tongue towards her, causing Cammy to flip head over heels over Liv. The two of them fight. Liv stabs Cammy a few times and then something like shanks her like a prison bitch. Just, oh yeah. Right good. in the stomach. I but, like it. But Cammy doesn't seem to care and just pushes Liv back down to the floor by her head. <laughs> Which I love. It's like just push her head down to the floor. Bump. Cage. Uh, Cage's break ends. His alarm goes, breaks over. So he grab when we see him grab like this black like rubber tubing or something like or black tubing. Oh, it's uh like electrical housing shit uh, cable or it's whatever. It's something. I don't know if it's cable. But it's very rubbery, very very uh moldable, very flimsy. Not flimsy, but like it's like he coils up like an like an extension cord or a rope. Oh fuck, it's a rubber hose. Rubber hose. Yeah, might as yeah. well call it a rubber hose. Like the ones I used to get beat with. Oh, okay. Um. So where were? Um. Cammy stands over Liv, but then Cage pops up behind Cammy using the black tubing like Indiana Jones's whip. He lashes it out, wrapping it around her neck, and then starts slamming Cammy around the room using the tubing, like hold on to it and using it to smash her into some more arcade machines. One arcade machine after another. Wham, wham, wham. Cammy drops to the floor. We cut to Cage and Liv dragging Cammy down the hallway. Tubing still wrapped around her neck. She's all, and she's being. Why does a robot need to breathe though? That's a good point. Uh, They turn a corner and see Tito Turtle and Siren Sarah standing there, blocking their path. Cage doesn't skip a beat; just walks up to Tito and Sarah, punches them in the face, dropping them both to the floor, and just walks past them with Liv like, okay, just following behind like a puppy dog. So there's a scene in Captain or uh, uh, what Avengers Old Age of Ultron. Okay. Where Captain America is choking out an Ultron bot. <laughs> like, just going to town. <laughs> and it's like, Cap, Cap you, you know we don't breathe. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was fucking hilarious. I, I don't remember that, but that's funny. Um, so Cage drags Cammy to the front door, kicks it open, but finds the sheriff standing there with her shotgun aimed at his face. The sheriff orders Cage back inside and has him, has him get on his knees and tells Officer Doesn't Matter to get the sh- get that shit off of her, referring to the tubing around Cammy's neck. Sheriff frantically apologizes to Willie Weasel for what Cage has done. She tells Willie that this guy does not represent them or the town, and his actions should in no way reflect on the town. Oh, thank God. Yeah, we got clarification yeah. on that. Uh, she orders Officer Doesn't Matter, or ODM, I'm just ODM from here on out, to <laughs> cuff Cage. ODM doesn't want to, but the sheriff tells ODM that there are two reasons why you need to. One, your wife and kids. And two, if you don't, no one in this town or county is going to be safe. 
Does nobody own a fucking gun? Yeah, apparently. Uh, like you know, hey, growing up in the Midwest, just yeah. I mean, she's I, got a shotgun. You could just shoot Willie right now. And goddamn, <laughs> a mechanical, a, a, a mechanical alligator man comes into my town. We say you better keep walking, boy. <laughs> we chase him out. We give him a warning, and then no, you seriously just fucking Halloween four mob him and yeah. just light him the fuck up. There you go. Thumbs um, up. So, yeah, there's some plot holes here for sure. A little bit. Uh, a little bit. Um, uh, uh, ODM cuffs Cage. Sheriff orders everyone to leave, but Liv refuses to leave without Cage, so ODM has to drag her out. As she gets dragged out, she yells at the sheriff, uh, you've locked up the wrong guy. You locked up the wrong guy in here. He's not trapped in here with them. They're trapped in here with him. God, what, what movie <laughs> have I heard that from? Uh, I believe that was Watchmen. You are correct, sir. Yeah. Um... The sheriff tells Cage she's sorry, then leaves Willie's. Before Liv gets in the car, though, she turns to the sheriff and says, Is that what you did to my parents? You're a monster. Sheriff or- orders ODM to take Liv back to the station and lock her up in his cell and then come back here and get me. Inside, Cammie has gotten back on her feet. In comes Sarah, who says, Hey there, cowboy, ready for a menage a trois? Cage stares the two of them down. Uh, and it's like Mexican standoff. Like they just stare at each other. Um, as a song, heads, shoulders, knees, and toes starts to play. Yeah, it's just kind of funny. All right, but okay. Um, as they stand there staring at each other for a while, Cage starts nodding his head like a madman. It's hilarious. Like they're standing there staring. He just, it starts like headbanging or something. He's like, <laughs> it's hilarious. He's so like, not trying to say a word. Doesn't great. Just starts sh- nodding his head like a madman. Out so of nowhere. Nick Cage does what. Nick Cage yeah, does. He's, okay. He's caging it up here. Yes. <laughs> caging up and breaking off the dial. Yeah, man. Um so uh Liv, we go to Liv. Uh wait, wait, no. Yeah. We cut to, and then it just cuts it just cuts to ODM and Liv in the car driving back to the station. Liv is yelling at and laying into ODM, calling him a murderer for leaving Cage back there to die. Fed up with Liv's yelling, he slams on the brakes. She belittles him for some more for not doing anything to help. And he's like, I'm really into this, though. Yeah, like I like I like being humiliated. Oh, spit in my eyes. <laughs> Tell me I'm a dirty little donkey. Eventually, ODM caves in and says he's not he that he is going to do something about this. But uh, before he gets a chance to act, he gets grabbed around the neck through the window by Tito the Turtle. Oh, yeah. Who just fucking pops up out of fucking nowhere. It's uh, turtle magic. Apparently, he's been riding on top of the car the whole time, which makes zero fucking sense because they would have seen him chilling on top of the car yeah, that shit when they might, got in it. That shit might even like tune a can or whatever because yeah. it's so heavy. Or he would have at least heard him jump on top of it eventually. Yeah, the fact that he's just hanging on top of his car the whole time, kind of fucking hilarious. Tito drags ODM out of the car, and you can't really see what he, but he kills him. You don't really see it. It's a little, it's dark and it's a, it's a far shot, but he kills ODM. ODM's dead. Liv grabs a shotgun out of the car, orders Tito to give her the keys. Tito turns to her, looks at her, and then tosses the keys over his shoulder into the woods, then holds up the shotgun shells in his other hand. Liv's like, well, fuck that, then turns the gun around and beats Tito down with the shotgun like it was a baseball bat. And Tito started, like, begging her to stop in, like, Spanish. And it's all subtitled. That was all right. I was all right with that. And he's like, oh, oh, no mas, no mas, no mas, please, puffo, no more mas. The best part is like, oh, my balls. I'm like, do animatronics have balls? Oh, my robot balls. <laughs> hey, that fucking stupid robot from Transformers 2 had robot balls. Oh. 
Fucking Michael Bay. <laughs> just don't. Just do not. Um, so he begs her to stop after, and so after this, a brutal beating, Liv does stop, drops the gun, and just starts to run back to Willie's. Back at Willie's, the standoff is still going on. Sarah ends up by she starts cartwheeling towards Cage, who just fucking headbutts her, dropping her ass to the floor, then turns and headbutts Cammy, dropping her too. Cage mounts Sarah, Siren Sarah. This is weird. And has her head between his knees and thighs. And he starts squeezing his head, her head with his thighs. And then jerks his hip to the left and jerks his hip to the right. Snapping her neck. Supposedly killing her. It's because he's in handcuffs, right? Yeah, he's okay. still handcuffed at this right. time. Cage stands up. But then using the power of rage and punch energy drink, he <laughs> breaks out of the handcuffs. That's was, that was like Colossus from the X-Men arcade I, that's game. That's why I did it. So, Marshall, uh, you're telling me he can break those cuffs? He can break those cuffs, uh, apparently. He I just can. snaps out of them. And then he power walks up to Cammy and just snaps her neck. You know, just, you know, you know what it's. Oh, yeah! There we go. Snaps her like this. But it just, just walks up, snap, she's dead. Doesn't even, like, think twice. Uh, Cage, then, this goes back to cleaning the place. This goes back to cleaning up, and we get a sped up, fast forward motion uh, montage of him cleaning the entire restaurant. Uh, he bags up the dead animatronics. He places covers over the dead bodies of Liv's, Liv's friends. So he's all lined up by the door. Once all that's done, he walks up to Willie and just stands there and stares Willie in the eyes until his watch alarm goes off again. So it's back to the kitchen and to down another punch energy drink and play some more pinball. Only this time he goes to all Nick Cage and he starts doing this really weird, happy pinball dance. It's pure Nick Cage weirdness. Yes. yes. Um, as a Willie's Wonderland song plays in the background, which it's very, kind of cowy. It's that what the kids say. Cowy. I don't even know what that means. It's some weeb term. I, I don't know what that means. It's better. You don't. Um, once this break is over, we see him kick open the front door and take the bags out to the dumpster. The sheriff who's sitting there in a the truck, not happy to see him still alive. Cage dumps the bags into the dumpster, turns, looks at the sheriff, waves at her and his heads back inside Willie's. Oh yeah. But before he reaches the door, the sheriff stops him. And orders him to go back inside, which is weird because that's exactly what he was doing anyway. He was going back inside, but she's like, stop right there. Get back inside. <laughs> it's like, what? He was already doing that. Uh, sure. Uh, she says to him that they've had a good thing going here, but you just had to go and fuck it all up. Inside. Oh, they're saving the town. He just saved the fucking town. <laughs> exactly. He's saving you guys. What is this guys. stupid bitch even going on he about? Like, do you need any help? You need a shotgun? Here you go. You're, you're, he's saving your ass. He's like, fuck you. You're gonna kill us all. No, our evil plan. It's like, what, Willie? You can't get fucking fucked up too, because I, uh, I don't know. Uh, um, inside we see that Willie is now gone from his spot on the stage. He's not on the stage anymore. Sheriff orders Cage to stop, turn, and look at her. She yells at him for not dying, and now she's got five dead kids because of him. No. Not, no, not because of him at all, really. No, Those no. kids broke it on their own. That was all on them? That was on them, yep. She calls out for Willie, saying that Willie needs to... Willie, he's like, Willie, Willie, come here! And she tells Cage that Willie needs to eat and that she's going to feed him. She keeps calling out for Willie, who doesn't come. The lights shut off, everything goes dark, and when they come back on, Willie's standing behind the sheriff. 
Willie rears back a clawed hand, and in one quick swipe, he cleaves the sheriff in half, sending her upper torso flying across the room. This blood sprays everywhere. This is not a good effect. This looks <laughs> real bad. Uh, Willie then charges Cage, slams into him, and sends Cage flying backwards into the birthday button. Which confetti then comes shooting out and from, doesn't stop. Does for not 15 stop. <laughs> yeah. to the rest of the movie. Yeah, it's hilarious. Rain it starts raining down confetti. Um, as a slowed down and creepier version of the birthday song starts to play. Willie attacks Cage, slices him with his claws. Is like slice, 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 slice. Cage is getting fucked up. Willie just takes it to Cage, slicing and dice him, and throwing Cage into the ball pit. Willie goes over to the ball pit, looks down, doesn't see Cage, but sees no movement. He's like, all right, and then just walks away. Never seen that in a horror movie before. Never, Clearly, there's there will be no repercussions. Of course not. Uh, Because shortly after that, Cage climbs out of the ball pit, goes to the kitchen where he puts all of his remaining cans of punch energy drink into a sack, like a burlap sack. Oh, is that what he does? Yeah. Oh, shit, I missed that. Okay. I think I want to go pee-pee. Uh, and he then ducks tape the two broken halves of the broom handle together, making a thicker broom, uh, thicker baton. Hey, uh, I love those hands. What were you, how are they? What were you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, then in slow motion and with confetti still falling from the sky, he walks out of the kitchen and back into the main room where Willie is. The two of them slowly walk towards each other, confetti falling, uh, and then into a full-out fight scene, choreographed fight scene, with Cage using the makeshift baton and sack of punch cans to beat on Willie, while Willie uses his claws to swipe at and, and cut at Cage. Um, I have to say, for me, it was really fun and visually exciting to look at because of like, the lighting going and, and the falling confetti. And it just, it looked, I had fun with it. I thought it was pretty cool. Somebody went overboard with the J.J. Uh, Abrams lens flares, though. <laughs> All throughout this movie, too. It's like, we get it. You got, like, Apple uh, After Effect or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down with some of this shit, please. Um, Cage gets the upper hand, beats Willie down to the floor, where he just goes ham on Willie. Ham just, on a motherfucker. Yeah, he yes. does. He's bashing him over and over and over in the head with the can sack. And then and with the baton. Uh, black robot blood and sparks are flying everywhere. Willie's head caves in. But Cage just keeps on bashing on Willie. It's what he do. Willie finally goes limp. Cage drops the sack and baton. Then reaches out with one hand. Grabs really by the top of the head and one hand just rips Willie's head off sparks fly he tosses the head to the floor and that's that we cut to the morn next morning uh confetti's still falling confetti's still falling uh Jed is doing donuts in the parking lot in Cage's car while Tex just stands there looking at Willie's front door in the dumpster we see Siren Sarah kind of ripping open the plastic garbage bag she's been stuffed in uh, Jet Tex asks Jed if he's looked inside yet, and Jed's like, "I ain't going in there." Tex calls him a pussy. Finishes his coffee, goes up to the front door, sees the chain and padlock on the ground. Uh, he looks in through the windows and sees the restaurant is all cleaned up and is fucking spotless, like a like brand. Yeah, in shock, he and Jed enter Willie's as Freebird begins to play. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> <laughs> this fucking cliche of him. Cage takes off 
uh, uh, where is it? Uh, Cage takes off the uh, Nelly duct tape um, and puts on his leather jacket and steps into the main room where Tex and Jed are just in shock to see him alive. Cage holds out his hand and Tex hands over the car keys. Cage takes him and just walks out of Willie's and heads to his car. He sees Liv walking up through the parking lot and the two of them stand there looking at each other. And you can tell, like, she's a guy like the, I'm going to bang you eyes. Like, you can tell she's like, yeah. Ah, uh, babe, you're like 15. Yeah, you're like maybe Ooh, 17, yeah. 18. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I don't know shit. how old they're supposed to be. You know, I want to call this out real quick. Go ahead. Uh, Peacemaker. Yeah. Nicholas Cage has a die, die job. Die oh, beard. the die, die beard. beard. Die beard. <laughs> that show's fucking great, dude. I cannot wait for that season That is a great two. show. Um, so Liv and Cage just stand there looking at each other. Cage gets in his car. And Liv's like, fuck it. All right. And she just gets in the passenger side. No, not invited or anything. Just gets in. Cage cranks up the radio, peels out, drives off. Tex and Jed exit Willie's. Tex says, I have to take my hat off to him. That was one tough hombre. Tex and Judd start laughing in delight and celebrating that this is all over now. They get in Tex's car, exchange some more words. Tex even says he might reopen this place. Uh, but then, then they look in the rearview mirror and see Sarah, uh, Siren Sarah standing behind the car. This is so stupid. Who stuffs a rag into the gas tank and uses Tex's old lighter, the one he tossed away earlier, lights it on fire. The car explodes. Cartoonishly. Cartoonishly explodes. Killing both Tex and Jet, along with Sarah, I'm assuming, because we see her ass go flying off screen as the explosion hits. If she didn't have wings, she does now. (laughs) In the arms of the angels. Uh, (laughs) We cut to a close-up of Cage's sunglasses, where we see the fiery explosion reflecting in his sunglasses. His only badasses drive away doesn't from make any sense because he's driving away from the explosion, uh, actually, not towards it. It's because it's refracting off his rear All view the rear mirror into the... Fuck that. Uh, anyway, Cage opens another can of punch, and he's about to drink it, but then looks over, hands the can to Liv, who starts drinking it, so gets her hooked on Said, it. I guess. you got the juice now, Grandma. Like, First one's free, <laughs> no doubt. As they drive, they see Tito Turtle walking down the road. Cage speeds up, rams into Tito, who explodes into pieces. Hey, wouldn't that fuck your car up? Yeah, I would think so. That's a metal giant metal animatronic. It's like but, hitting a fence post. Yeah. Um, Cage and Liv just drive off, blackout, roll credits. That is Willie's Wonderland. It's done. It's over. It's over, thank God. <laughs> Let's move on to Favorite Kill. Don't act like you didn't love it. Favorite Kill. All right, Nachos, what you got? All right, now I know it's a it's a robot getting it, but when uh, Gorilla Gus got curb stomped in the urinal, because... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, um, Marshall? Same thing. Okay, 100%, yeah. Like that curb yep. stomp, man. Like, don't, I mean, ripping out... Uh, Larry's really, shit was cool, too, where he got his... Uh, rips the jaw and pulls out his heart. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Uh, it, it, Ozzy Ostrich rips off the guy's spine. Pretty cool. But that fucking curb stomp, man. Dude, that's just... That's something about a curb stomp in, on a urinal. Yes. Oh. The only thing that would have been the cherry on the Sunday if it was a dirty a urinal. A dirty urinal, yeah. Right. And there might have been a turd in there. <laughs> Grant, yeah. I've seen that before. It's uh, uh, pops. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's wild west of drinking. Yeah, it is. Um... Yeah, I, I, yeah, I 100% agree. Gus the Girl's curb stomp. That 
the that was my favorite kill. All right, we agree on that. Yeah, that was quick and easy. All right, moving on. Just when you thought it was over, here comes the odds and ends. All right, um, IMDb ratings. IMDb gives it a five point five out of ten. Not too bad for IMDb for yeah, for, no. for us for our movies anyway. No kidding. Now this this one is even better. Rotten Tomatoes sixty percent on the otometer. Whoa. Uh, with a sixty-eight percent audience score, so that's really high for us for a five nine phrase ripoff. I'm yeah, surprised it yeah. got sixty percent, but it did. All right. Amazon. Well, Amazon's Amazon. Four point one out of five. Oh, I'm ready. Um, tw- there are only twenty-five plot keywords for this, which surprised me. I thought it'd be way more. All right. Um, five nights so, is Freddy's is one of them, obviously. Actually, it wasn't. Wow. Um, but we have Grindhouse film. How? Which, again, I don't Makes think it's no fucking yeah. sense. <laughs> This is for, I guess, fetish people out there, but woman wears a uniform. <laughs> Plucky word, sure. Wow. And then three or four were just listing various, like, there are several of them that were just listing various camera Elbow. angles and shots. Like, Elbow. Yeah, no. Uh, split diactor shot. Yeah, like, it was like weird camera angle shot. Like, okay, they were really lame, so it, it kind of sucked. Yeah, that's this okay. Is furry one? No. Wow. Ow. Well, they weren't really furries, they're animatronics. Close <laughs> enough. Uh, trivia. According to things I found, Nicolas Cage improvised his pinball dance, which does not surprise me in the slightest, because oh. that was a cagey cage thing. Yeah. Uh, Nick Cage produced the movie, and he was very protective of the script. Obviously, uh, the Five Nights at Freddy guys weren't, yeah. because of where we're at. <laughs> yeah. um, apparently, the look of the crocodile from Artie, Artie the Alligator was inspired by a Soviet Union cartoon called Gina the Crocodile. Oh, yeah. That classic. Yeah. Um... We already talked about the line from Rorschach and Watchmen. Um, according to the director, Kevin Lewis, the movie is Pale Rider versus Killer Clowns from Outer Space, is how he viewed it. No, it's <laughs> neither of those things. It's Five Nights at Motherfucking Freddy's. Yeah. Um, again, director Lewis credits uh, Panos Cosmatos, Beyond the Black Rainbow, 2010, as an inspiration for him. Uh, uh, Panos worked on the Nicolas Cage film Mandy. Mandy. Yeah. That's a. Uh, Maybe I don't know. I, he could could have been inspired, but he did not execute that properly at all. I can't comment on this because I haven't seen Mandy yet, so I, I don't know. I think, and so I, I can't. I don't know. It's surreal as fuck, man. Uh, it's interesting. According to the props department, the character Kathy uh, chewed over eighty-one pieces of pink chewing gum throughout the movie, <laughs> throughout the course of filming, not the movie, but course yeah. of filming. Not chewed sh- eighty-one pieces of gum. That's not shit. <laughs> That's I do that in a day. <laughs> um. One of the producers, Grant Kramer, is the actor who played Mike Tobacco in Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I fucking love Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Um, apparently, as we talked about Five Nights at Freddy's, this is a ripoff, but apparently Five Nights at Freddy's is getting its own movie version. It's in production from director Chris Columbus, who that name sounds, should sound familiar to a lot of people. Chris Columbus has Harry done- Harry Potter, Home Alone, yeah. and a shit ton of other stuff. Uh-huh. Forrest Gump, I think. Uh, was I, don't, he for, I don't think he was Forrest Gump. Yeah, don't quote me on that. I think Gump was Spielberg. Yeah, that sounds about right. Maybe. Or maybe I'm thinking Private Ryan with Spielberg. Well, listeners. Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Moon Goons, if you know, call it on the hotline. Yeah. What's that number? Seven four zero four. suck it. That's right. Um, now, here, this take this from what it will, but this, they're saying, so, as Nick and Cage is driving away, we talk about the flames reflecting yeah. in the thing. It's supposed to be an homage or reminiscent of the, of his role as of ghost rider, the flames and the go, ghost rider. That is a motherfucking reach, dude. Yeah. Oh, here's another reach. Cause we, the we, only part of the fire didn't come out of ghost rider was his eyes. Yeah. But I get, I don't know. Yeah. Take it for what as well. 
And then here's another thing that's supposed to be an Easter egg. And we mentioned it, you mentioned it briefly, but I was going to talk about it later. All right. But, um, so despite the fact that Nicholas Cage's character's never, name is never revealed, there's the, in the first three minutes of the movie, uh, you see the military dog tags seen hanging from the interior rear view mirror of his car, pointing out a military pass. Uh, some people are saying this, the plate, the tags could be an Easter egg hint to Cage's character, U.S. Army Ranger Cameron Poe from Con Air. No. Yeah. I just Why? I don't know. People, what the fuck? Yeah. It's what? I agree. Like that's I the agree. exact opposite of the character. Well, they're not saying he is Cameron Poe. They're saying it's like an homage, like an Easter egg. Oh, because there was another Nicolas Cage film. They're not saying this was Cameron Poe. Although, I would like to explore that. If this is Cameron Poe post-Con Air, some shit went really wrong, and he's just like tr- as a drifter now. Ugh. Well, he would have used the line, you need to put that gorilla down. <laughs> <laughs> Or something like that. I don't. I do. I was just talking about this the other day. Con Air. It's not a bad movie. No, it's not. It's silly as fuck. It is. I I always kind of enjoyed Con Air. It's I, just a fun fun ride. Yeah, dude. John Malkovich is great in it. Uh, Steve Buscemi is a crazy little butt nut in that. What, what? What? Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle's in there. You know, I think I'm gonna go home and rewatch that. Yeah. It's been a minute. Um. So let's move on to the budget. Game. Oh fuck. They spent how much? The budget game. All right, Nachos. I got a bunch of numbers for you this week. Oh, great. So but let's start with the basic. What do you think is the budget for the 2021 Willy's Wonderland? It's uh, $2 million. You're going $2 million? Uh, hold up, hold up. Oh, okay. Let me think. There's some decent production value put in. All right, you, the need, you need the thinking music? No, that does the exact opposite. <laughs> this is the fucking Xandia attack music. <laughs> Bastard. All right, uh, I'll go I'll go four mil. You're going to go four mil? All right. Four mil. All right. Four million. All right. Nacho says four million. Looks like the board. What's the board say? Show me four million. Not quite, but I'm giving you the win on this one. Thank you. Also, I'm looking at the crawling <laughs> dead poster. <laughs> Budget. All right. Budget. Five point five million. All right. Yeah. So that, I'm giving you that is close I, enough. I'll take it. That is a good one. Um. So I already think your record's better than Aaron's already. <laughs> Don't tell. Well, I, 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 you've got your first win way like a lot sooner than he did. Um, well, sometimes the sun does shine on a, a dog's, dog's ass. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, all right, but let's see if you hold it up because these numbers will probably fuck you. Uh, um, yeah. Let's go with how much money did it make on opening weekend? Like this went to theaters. Like this was <laughs> theatrical. We're not talking VOD. Opening weekend theaters. Twenty million. Twenty million. Yeah, maybe. I I'm comfortable with that. Show me twenty million. Why did I look at the poster like the numbers are gonna be? <laughs> I need to go to a doctor. And Nachos get that blew his wad hard uh, yes, I on this one. Did. Yes, I did. Uh, opening weekend was select theaters at film festivals. So it only we well, get- you could have led with that, <laughs> you dick. That's what Chucky left, sort of. Hey, that was a bad. Um, opening weekend, $97,164. That's, that's when you play that sound effect. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to insult you, but compliment you. Yeah. Compliment you. All right. You got two more. Oh, great. Keeping those numbers in mind. Oh. Total gross in the U.S. and Canada. How much does this make in the U.S. and Canada? 70 rupees or whatever the <laughs> Loonies, seventy loonies. Yeah, sure. No, uh, wasn't that wasn't that one of the Yeah boys? No, okay. So I, I don't know. Uh, a, a, a raccoon's penis bone. I have no raccoon's. Pe- Show me raccoon's penis bone. 
Not All right. Giant. I like this game. Uh, no, Total Gross US Canada, 418,286. There's one more number total for worldwide. Well, Do you want to take a shot at it? That's like VOD release, right? I don't know. It just says total gross worldwide. Oh, fucking. I think outside of America and Canada, nobody gives a shit about this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, f- I won't tell what Aaron's back at home saying it's the same number. It's the same number. It's not the same number. All right. Thank it you. It is different. Thank you, ghost of Obi-Wan to Aaron. Let's go. Let's go. Eight, eight million. Eight million. Uh, that's eight million. Well, yeah, it's not happening. No, it's not happening. It only made four hundred eighteen thousand. <laughs> it can make like seven well, million. No, dude, it's like a cult film. So over no. time, total, total gross worldwide four hundred fifty-seven thousand seven hundred seventy-one. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it lost money a yeah, lot. Yeah, it did. But although it might make it, it might make some of it back on like online advertising and, and online streaming stuff. Now I don't know. It's notoriously bad. People know that. <laughs> uh, every podcast I listen to that does that, that just. Woo, it's a bukkake with turds. Oh, Ooh, I haven't that's... heard of anybody else doing this one yet. But uh Ooh, a bukkake with turds is turds coming out of your dick. Oh. Um that yeah, said, let's on. move on. <laughs> like, very much like this movie, it's time for some mortal comment combat. Yes. At the end of this day, one shall stand, one shall fall. In the end, when the dust settles, who will be left standing after Mortal Kombat combat? Who will be left standing? So, <coughs> excuse me. Well, All we're, right. we're sitting right now. We are sitting. Counts for anything. Uh, there are 21,233 total reviews for this movie on Amazon. Gold dang. That's a lot. Um, 57% of them are five star. All right. With only 8% being one star. Oh, boy. Uh, five stars. Kicking off from Bra- Bra-tag? Bra-tag? I don't know. B-R-A-T-A-G. Brawl-tag. Oh, uh, Bra-tag from uh, Missing in Action 5. <laughs> okay. Um, the Godfather, Assistant Kane, Casablanca, and now Willie's Wonderland. Who is the mysterious drifter that comes into the town? Nick Cage? <laughs> why is he here? Why does, pe- why does he hate Willie's Wonderland? And what is his... Ag- uh, a rock obsession with punch, pop, and pinball. Nobody knows. No, seriously, nobody does. No, the riot, writers of this film don't know, and the viewers sure as hell doesn't. Does any of that matter? Nope, because this movie has Nick Cage tearing an animatronic's head off his muscular thighs. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, goddamn, you kind of you sold me on that movie, but then I watched the movie. Um, Doug Wellzeko? W E L O Y C Z K O. I have no idea how you pronounce that. Wheedlezeko. Yeah. Uh, this movie is a cheese monster soaked in cheese carrying an enormous wheel of neon cheese that says cheese on it. If you come in here expecting some dramatic masterwork, char- char- masterwork character study that gets lolled in in French art class, you're an idiot. If you come in here expecting to turn off your brain and watch Nick Cage go ham on murderous animatronics while wondering what Iron uh, Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park would have to say about the whole situation, you're going to have a great time. Five stars. I thought he was going to say what Dr. Uh, 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 Ian Grant... Ugh. 
Yeah, this is a huge pile of shit. <laughs> um, There's Bri- almost a joke there. Brian S. When ha- uh, Harambe got curb stomped in the urinal, it spoke to me. <laughs> Five stars. Fuck it. <laughs> I mean, dicks off for Harambe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that was pretty good. Uh, from John, John Egbert. My name is John Egbert, and I and I say. really am a big fan of Nick Cage. I watched this movie with my girlfriend, Varishka. She's a troll, but like that total whole movie, my penis was hard, and the man have never felt so homosexual in my life. The sex scene wasn't needed, gross, but Cage being super badass and then giving his cool new drink of punch to his cool new gal pal. Overall, this movie was poggers. Five stars. I don't know what the fuck have that meant. Uh, all right, to the internet for poggers. I think that's uh, it. Sounds positive. First of all, he calls his girlfriend an, like an ugly troll. Basically, I mean, uh, it has penis hard. He's felt homosexual for him, but then says a sex scene that was a, was gross. Like, if you're thinking that girl is gross, those giant tits, you might not be needing a girlfriend, dude. You might want to reevaluate your uh, orientation. It's uh, what people scream happily in video games. Weird poggers. I, I don't even. That doesn't even, still doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah, these kids. Kids these days. All right. Um, from Doug Rug. It's a Five Nights at Freddy's snuff film with Nick Cage. The movie's great. Five stars. Last two from Travis Perry. I just saw the John Wick of janitors terrorize homicidal <laughs> robots with a force of will and bullheaded determination that would even make a young even. That would make even your average anime protagonist blush. Five stars. <laughs> I did like that one. That's not bad. Uh, and lastly, from King DVR. If Rom Zombie made a slasher movie that was also an attack of the killer Muppets movie, it might look like Willy's Wonderland. Sir, no. sir, I no. disagree with you. Yeah, those Muppets um, didn't say was, fuck Yeah, if this once. was a Rob Zombie movie, Willy's Wonderland would be a dirty strip club, and every other word would be fuck, and there would probably be a fucking white ghost horse somewhere. And Sherry Moon would have been uh, Tinker Whore. Yeah, Tinker Whore would have been Sherry Moon. And would have been called Tinker Whore. (laughs) So, moving on to the one stars. Yes. From Rachel Peterson. I know her. She's a bitch. She knows what she thinks. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Too bad there isn't a negative two stars available. Even then, I would still rate it negative three. What the actual F is this? Let's cast Nicolas Cage slaughtering mechanized singing puppets, said no one ever, except for the director of this awful movie. The pandemic was possibly the best thing that happened for this movie. I can't imagine any theaters ever letting it through their doors. Don't waste your money, your brain cells, or your time, or electricity. One star. Mm. From Marissa. The fact that millions of dollars were wasted on making this trash is so offensive and depressing, it's truly infuriating. Like $5 million? That money could have been used to help alleviate the extreme poverty of this country or towards improving state-funded health care. There are so many noble causes this money could have have funded, but instead of doing good for the world, Hollywood decided to use their grotesque, offensive wealth to create torture porn with puppets. What the F is going on with this country and what the F is wrong with Hollywood? This film, I literally cringe when I type the word film because calling this trash a film feels so wrong is just absurd. One star. Joe Biden and his liberal (laughs) America won't let us make puppet stuff films. (laughs) Oh, man. 
Uh, lady, I, I, I get what you're saying, but this is not the right soapbox for that, honey. Right We're talking box. about Nicolas Cage and fucking animatronic killer puppets, dude. Yeah. I will say a ton of the reviews that I, that I did read, not the ones I wrote down. We're not the, anywhere that political? No, but so many, like almost all the one, people were giving it one star just because Nick Cage didn't speak. That was like their main reason. Nick Cage didn't speak, one star. Nick Cage didn't speak, one star. Why Nick Cage not talk? Why he no talk? Why he one, no talk? One star. And it's just Nicolas Cage with his dye beard and kind of yeah. face. Uh, from Brian Garcia. Whoever wrote this, whoever wrote the script to this film was seriously pressed for money. You can tell Nicolas Cage didn't want to be in this movie. He stood quietly during the whole time filming because he had to keep reminding himself that's the only reason he agreed to be in it was because of the only... Please save your time oh, and money. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, the only. <laughs> the only. Please save your time and money unless you need to kill some time or want to do something stupid. Then you can go ahead and buy this movie because I sure feel stupid for buying this movie. One star. Haha, <laughs> you bought it, dumbass. Kathy S., it wasn't scary. It wasn't funny. It wasn't satire. It wasn't even stupid enough to become a thing. Nicholas Cage has utterly destroyed his career. He'll, ne- <laughs> just he'll now, never <laughs> just now with that movie. Oh, okay. He'll never live this down. Plus, he produced it. He's probably gonna lose his shorts. He's the only recognizable name in this flick, so maybe his budget was low enough he won't go entirely broke. He never had a single line of dialogue in this entire movie, so maybe he didn't get paid. But maybe the guy's just getting too old to learn the lines. Please retire, Nick. One star. Damn, that was kind of just a all out of soul on Nick Cage yeah. out there. It's like, are you as are you are you as broker? And are lastly, you his mom. <laughs> Sorry, Barf. Go ahead. Last one from Flying Biker. Stupid on a level so stupid it makes the world stupid ashamed to be associated with it. Best part of the movie was Mr. Cage's dialogue. One star. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was okay. Yeah. All right. So that's what other people had to say about the movie. Um, Nachos, where, where are you at here? What? Give us your thoughts. All right. I'm, I'm very interested by this because I couldn't get a read on you. And I think you, I could see you going either way with this movie. This movie is sometimes one of the funniest movies I've ever seen and sometimes one of the dumbest movies I've ever seen. It ranges... From scene to scene, uh, it, 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 I'll say it again. It invents its own rules and I mean, plays by them. Yeah. Shut up phone. Uh, anyway, so I don't know, man, like the cinematography is great. The plot is total dog shit. Nicholas Cage is decent enough, but at the same time, he's putting in like almost no effort. He's acting with his eyes. The special effects are decent enough. I mean, I don't give a shit about any of the characters. The gore was good. No boobs. Mm-hmm. So automatic one point deducted <laughs> from a rating system we don't use on this show uh all in all i'll say it's so bad it's good because you kind of gotta you gotta see it. this is definitely a sit around with your buddies so far that's every that's my recommendation for every movie yeah. the thrashing of christ you sit around with some buddies and you, you eat some communion wafers and chug some church wine and you're gonna have a hoot and a holly, hoot and holly. now this is just you know you get your purple fucking punch energy drinks and drink until your hearts explode, and then watch uh, Harambe get curb stomped in the <laughs> urinal. What, uh, how about you, Marshall? Um, I I am hundred percent saying so bad it's good. Yeah. I I thought like when I first heard about learned about this movie, it's like Nick Cage and Five Nights at Freddy's. Like, okay, I'm in. Like, I'm I gotta watch this. Um, now what I can I can't I guess I can't really say at the end of the day that this turns out to be an actual horror movie. No, I, by no it, means. I, I mean it's it's a, it's a horror movie the same way as like Underworld is a horror movie. It's it's like action horror horror adjacent horror adjacent. Yeah. Um, that said though, it 
and I was, and I, I gotta say, I was with a lot of people at the first, like, how do you have Nick Cage in the movie and not have him talk? Like, is Nick Cage? You want him to do crazy wild cage. He does it anyway. He doesn't. But yeah, but that's what I'm saying. He, without even talking, he still does it. And it still, it works. It worked for me. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Uh, it It's paced rather well. It's not, there's not any too many. Some of the flashbacks are like, okay, and eh, whatever. But, you know, they're filling in the story, the plot, which is very loose to begin with. Um, but overall, like, I had a lot of fun with it. The, the animatron kills with cages doing all Mortal Kombat fatality stuff. It's fun. It's entertaining. Like you said, there's a lot of good cam works. There's, there's some good lighting and, and, and visual scenes. Uh, you don't watch this for the characters. You watch it to see Nick Cage go crazy on some animatronics, and it's fun. I, I And like I said, it's free on Hulu. I don't. I could say more. I probably would remember to say more later as soon as I hit the re- turn off, but, you know, That's stop recording. Actually, I want to jump in real quick. Go There's ahead. One thing I want to wag a finger at. Uh, during certain scenes of like maybe a Nick Cage freak out, they go a little heavy on the after effects kind of shit. Like Nicholas Cage is freaking out. Let's go mad jiggly on the screen and like lens flare, lens flare, lens flare, <laughs> digital sparks all in the same scene. And it's like, guys, he's standing there. He's just standing there. It's like, but yeah, yeah other than that, you know, it's like, yeah. I mean, there are definitely plot holes. Like when you really pick, sit there and pick it apart, there's a lot of plot holes. Um, Are like, we watching this movie for the plot, though? Yeah, but you're, that's what I'm saying. You're not. You're, you're, it's it's still I, 100% a fun movie to watch. Cool. I would recommend you every watch at least once just for the shits and giggles. Even, and, and I say, I'm not even a Five Nights at Freddy's fan. I never got into that game. I thought those, my opinion, those games were really lame. I know they have a huge following, but I think they're boring as fuck. But, uh, I never fucked with them. Um, you this know movie's... This movie kind of plays like a video game. It breaks down to his boss pin fight, bo- boss, fight. boss fight, boss, boss fight. fight. Well, okay, so the main game is clean, clean, clean. Boss <laughs> fight. The mini game is the pinball, pinball and fucking energy drink. It's a cleaning simulator with with boss fights and <laughs> pinball mini games. Let's tuck that one away for Love later. It. We, we might be onto something there. Love it. All right, yeah, end of day so bad it's good. Um, all right, yeah. that's going to do it for us, guys. We'll be back later with another movie. So in the meantime, you know what to do. Watch. Watch more horror movies. And remember to always keep keep it it tight. tight.